0: Hey, it's Joey Salvia, ready for another episode of Opie Radio. It's Greg and Carl on this one, and some guy, I think his name is John. Hey, by the way, I really appreciate your support. You guys have been so awesome buying my new album, the soundtrack, in my head. I can't thank you enough, and I got to thank Greg and Carl for all their support. I appreciate you guys. Before we go to our Westwood One Podcast Network Studio Lounge, a long-distance dedication. Hi, Opie. My name is Adrian, and I'm a 17-year-old student. I'm reaching out at you because it's my dad's birthday, and he's going to be 50. He's been living in France for more than 20 years now, and has always been a huge fan of the show. He's now having a pretty tough time and going through depression. I'm wondering if during one of your podcasts, you could possibly give him a shout-out for his birthday. That would be a huge gesture for him. His name is Charles Lyon. Thanks a lot. With all my respect, his son, Adrian Lyon. First chance for this guinea from Brooklyn living in Texas to speak French. Thank you. Joyeux anniversaire, Monsieur Charlie. (laughs) Well, Charles, you're in France. That means you got good cognac and you can get a Cuban cigar. We all love you here at OP Radio. And obviously, your son loves you too. So snap out of it, brother. Keep fighting a good fight because we care, and we can't afford to lose a download. Greg.
1: Boo! bro,
2: you can't steal my shit, bro. I beat you to the punch. Fuck.
1: Boo. Welcome,
3: welcome, to, welcome to the Open radio, radio Podcast. Radio podcast. Well, I'd I say it a little better than that. We are live, live for the Westwood One Studio in Times Square, West Square! West! for the OP Radio <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Starring fucking, Chef Carwez. Fucking boo. <laughs> Even the part about starring... Um, starring Chef. Every time you say my name, it's different. <laughs>
2: like we just met. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure it out. It's like fucking I just <laughs> notebook, the up. podcast. <laughs> but, then,
3: but then I've seen other people mispronounce it. You're like, I don't know how to say it. Because I'm trying to bang them. Ruiz... <laughs> Or Ruez, Ruiz, Ruiz. But you can say Ruiz. That's what I think. So in I'm Spani- down to in say Spanish r- it's
2: called Ruiz. You gotta roll that R, brah. Why does that feel racist?
1: Oh, that's
3: beanership. That's Mexican stuff. I'm i Cuban. don't No man, I'm in a bad mood because I uh, was on the New York City subway. And the b o was off the charts bad. body odors are getting
2: worse now because the hipsters uh, they 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 think that deodorant causes cancer, right? Which um, it does. While they kill their parents by staying at home <laughs> and not doing fucking anything, <laughs> they don't realize they're the cancer. <laughs> doesn't life just cause cancer? <laughs> I, I know. Like,
3: aren't we the cancer? They're worried on about Earth? deodorant,
2: but they live on top of a dry cleaner on Third <laughs> Avenue, yeah, fucking exactly. just spewing chemicals through the floorboards. Of,
3: of course, but uh, they, they, they change up their uh, deodorant. They think they're good. <laughs> and then the guy next to me, man. See, what happened is the two and the three is down again. Going local for New York City because after we have, the fair hike. Yeah, we have a shitty subway system here in New York. You go to any other city in America, they got some nice, nice transportation in general. Do you know why that is, though? Because of corruption. Well, it's even better than that. Yeah, go ahead. So Cuomo
2: uh, tapped into all the emergency repair funds. Governor Cuomo t- t- uh, tapped into it to, yeah. to build the Second Avenue subway that goes three blocks. Yeah, I know. So th- they're depleted, they're out of fucking money. So these things are running on a fucking shoestring. Ah, They're taped together. Oh, it's awful.
3: It was funny because I get get on my platform in my neck of the woods here in Manhattan. I'm like, what's the problem today? (laughs) I I just announced it because the whole subway is packed. As soon as you go downstairs. You get
2: those knots from all the rich people on the Upper West Side like. Yes. Well, yes, Greg. No, yes, we I was, have
3: fucking problems. I was hanging we're with the brothers problems. and the sisters because the two and the three were was coming from the Bronx. Oh, for the boogie! And they stopped them at my stop, so I can't. So, there, so you had immigrants. <laughs> oh yeah, so you had to I, build the wall. So as I was walking down the uh, the stairs, how many I, big body parts did you see? Oh, a lot of big bo- body <laughs> parts. Fucking but I decided butts. to go ghetto and relate, so I'm like, what's the problem today, I brothers you- and sisters?
2: Did you say brothers and sisters?
3: I said bras.
2: <laughs> All right. <that's-> <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just thought you are crazy. And then the lady's like...
3: <laughs> yeah, when you get that, the she head She gave nod- me one of those... Uh-huh, uh-huh. They yeah. lost power in Brooklyn. We're going to be here for a while. And I'm like, I ain't gonna be here for a while. I'm gonna go Uber this motherfucker. But you when you wanna But then I wanna... decided I didn't want to go back upstairs into the cold, <laughs> so then I went on the one, which is the local, which smelled horrendous because now there's five times the people on it than usual right. at that time of the day. And then I had a brother. Oh, go like this because he's he needs to hold on, right? And his armpit was right in my motherfucking face. And it was bad. The bo was brutal. Oh. Usually was it, I could was deal it with it. Sour? It was sour. Ah, it was sour. It made me kind of like uh, dry heave a little bit, ah. a little bit. And I'm not even exaggerating. So then I try to turn to my left for some relief, but there's just bodies all over the place, and, and the bo was just strong.
2: Dude, the subway bo is crazy, and the, and the way the subways uh, it's a it's a nightmare. Now. It used to be so convenient. Now it's like, I'd rather sit
3: in an Uber in traffic and charge my phone. Yeah, because they got problems every day and they don't know where to get the money to fix this damn thing. Because fucking Cuomo. So guess what? They're going to tax us more in New York City to try to figure it out. Even more. They're going to start uh, charging cars to you know to go downtown. I don't De know. De Blasio just pulled
2: the plug on a two hundred and seventy billion. He spent two hundred and seventy billion on some fucking real thing, and he
3: pulled the plug. It didn't work. Oh, really? Oops. Oopsie. Yeah, we got a lot of corruption in New York City, and we got re- really shitty public transportation. And then you know the uh, the bike share. What is it called? City Bike. Right. There's an article in the paper it's, today. It's crazy. You want to hear something hilarious? You know there's a lot of angry people out there. We have established that a long time yeah. ago, especially, uh, especially Twitter. with social media and Twitter and all I that. I
2: hate your podcast.
3: <laughs> Ma. give me another Hot Pocket. Oh, they love it. They secretly love this shit. They all listen to it. Look at the numbers, cuz. And I'm not talking about the pod squad. I'm talking about the people that say they would hate what it. What the but fuck they're fuck's listening the to every We got a pod squad out there. What's the pod squad? We we don't talk about... They're they're taking care of us.
2: They sound like losers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know all these people (laughs) by name. Oh, no. Yes, you do. So they're definitely losers. (laughs) (laughs) They got the pod squad, and I think they got the term from you. I think you said it once on uh, one of the episodes. The pod squad? We got a little pod squad out there. Pod squad, what's up? Boo! Just taking a look, and they kind of have our backs a little bit. But anyway. I'm joking. um, But you know that everyone in this world just fucking hate. So uh, this morning I'm reading uh, publications, let's just say, and, and online articles. So City uh, city Bike in, right. in here is a big fucking deal. They, they they aggressively got the City Bike program going in uh, especially Manhattan. Right. They're wiping out parking spaces all over the place yeah. to have racks of bikes, right. right? And then now we got bike lanes all over the place right. and that used to be parking spaces. Anyway, the city bike program has a problem because people are using their city bikes. You can look this up yourself. And then they're throwing the bikes into the Hudson River. Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> God,
2: I love New York. New York still has that little tinge of assholeness. I'm like, I'm like boy,
3: that's a bit aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but, but the article stated... It's not one asshole that they're trying to catch. It's a big problem. there's the bikes are going in the water. But more than a few have decided that there they need to... are ghost riding the sea bikes <laughs> into the water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: perfect. You know what? Humans Fuck is perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Fucking perfect. How how much do humans rule when you read an article like that? Let me tell you You're something. so angry that, that It's this- not angry, Opie. It's very simple. <laughs> what like, is it?
2: <laughs> when nobody owns something, yeah, everybody fucks with it. It's like a park, right? <laughs> Nobody yeah. owns the park. Yeah. So people will break the bottle right next to the garbage can. And <laughs> oh, give yeah, a yeah, fuck. Yeah. Right. Your kid's got fucking 13 stitches <laughs> from sliding into third base. Right. Because no one owns it. Right. And if it was private, if City Bike if city bike was a private thing, yeah. they would come and
3: fucking lock you up and fuck with you, then people wouldn't do it. I didn't read far enough to understand that, I mean, isn't it easy to catch those people? Because don't you have to give your credit card or something? Or wow. can you get some kind of like day uh, pass thing that's not true? Traceable, bro. Let me tell you something about city. Bike. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in the Hudson River. So, man, okay. Someone's job
2: Have is you to seen fish people, him out of the he, river. Uh, my friend Nick Nick Solar uses a city bike all the time. Yes, he leaves it outside, comes in, and has like you know, comes has a drink, comes to visit me at a bar. Yeah, those are those are motherfuckers that are just taking stupid preppy white kids city bikes and yeah. launching them. <laughs> 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 they get to where they need to get to. I mean, wherever they're going, like, think about it, all all hood all hood up. all the projects are on either side of the river. Right? Yeah, yeah. So either you're on the all the way on the east side or all the way on the west side. Right. So they fucking, you know, Becky fucking goes in to get a latte,
3: and here comes yeah. fucking Enrique Iglesias and fucking yeah. rips up fucking Tour de France as this thing. <laughs> and a little geography for the people that don't live in New York City. Right. To go out of your way to throw a city bike into the Hudson River because now you're in a spot where you've got to do a lot of walking to get to action, whether right. it's a bar, a restaurant, or whatever. Yeah, the there's fuck.
2: nothing. There's nothing on the river. No, so you're really going out of you your way. You want
3: that bike in the water. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you had to think about it, like for at least three blocks. Like, yo, yo, right? I'm gonna put the, this thing. Right. I'm gonna give this thing a drink.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it made me laugh. Oh, that is fucking uh, perfect. I mean, the subway did not make me laugh and it's frustrating as all hell. The BO I dealt with, but you know, I had that uh, city bike thing in the back of my head.
2: It's unbelievable. Um, and, but the
3: city is so corrupt. I mean, well, it, it, but you you make a good point which leads to the next thing I want to talk about. Like if you don't own it, you don't give a fuck you don't about give a it. Fuck. And that leads me to bathrooms in general. Do you remember the bathrooms at SiriusXM?
2: Yes, I do. And how
3: fucking disgusting they were. And I used to take uh, uh, pictures of uh, you know the stalls. Well, and we stuff know, we know. To, to, <laughs> we know. Sh- to show to show just how disgusting they were. Right. And then people are like, yeah, man, that, that's not. Remember sh- you took when you saw that giant piece of shit in there. And you took a picture. His name was Roland. <laughs> 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 I wasn't going to go that way this this time, but that's okay. <laughs> Funny's funny. Fuck but uh, that guy. No, but I would... Uh, Fuck I would, you, th- Roland. I would take pictures of the stalls because in the morning... There were some angry people that worked uh, at SiriusXM right? overnights that just destroyed the stalls. So I posted a few of these over the years, and people were like, "That's no big deal, man. That that happens at my workplace as well." And it pretty much, see, you're nodding. I don't even know who the fuck you are, but we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Or two. <laughs> and then it's, and then also over there, above the stalls, people decided to pick their nose and leave the boogers right above the uh. the, the urinals. So when you know when you're staring straight ahead, right. And you, you would see an array of different boogers right on the tile. Ugh. So that leads to... Did wh- you get paid from Sears already?
2: Uh, Yeah, I did. All right, so let's talk about Sears 6-7. No, 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 Bro, no. Bro, that was the most disorganized place oh, yeah. for, like, regular functions. Like, yeah. The the candy machine was broken perpetually. Right. Old-ass pretzel
3: rods. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this Is what you want to talk about? This is what I want to talk about. Not no, the fact that they ignored the... The fact that we had a great uh, show that we were developing and I'm they getting rid here. of us. This is a
2: la- Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you care about the pretzel rods? The pretzel rods were fucking awful, <laughs> yeah. right? They never had the Pop-Tarts that they said they were going to have. The toaster was always fucking broken. The coffee sucked. It was fake Starbucks coffee. Remember? It was like fucking bitter yeah. and shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the hallways were full of like million dollar equipment. Yeah. That's not being installed anywhere. Yeah. All the hallways... If a fire marshal would have gone in there, he would have got a boner so big he would have passed yeah. out.
3: Fucking giving out fucking. Yeah. It was awful. They ran out of room to, to, uh, yeah.
2: The only good room to, was like those things. two baseball nerds that was sitting in the corner. <laughs> right? Remember the two that they had all the bobbleheads? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, Opie. Anyway, so. Where the fuck's Vic Henley? Vic Henley. He was supposed to be here. Yeah, he was supposed to be here. He he tapped out last minute. He said, wow, I was. But anyway, so. I was playing records. (laughs) He goes, buddy, I don't feel too good. I woke up. I don't feel too good. But you got Carl. You got this. Uh, (laughs) I There was a little guilt in his text. Like, he knew, uh, you know, he probably shouldn't be telling me last minute that he's not going to do the podcast. It's okay. What what am I going to do? I'm way more zen these days. I don't get You it. are fucking zen. That would have made you o- nuts. Oh, M- <laughs>
1: my.
2: Anyway. You are very zen. Remember when o- Opie, uh, I remember he used to call me. He used to call me um, when he when you didn't think the lineup was right at Sirius 6M. Yeah. Like, you're like, you didn't like it. Yeah. you he'd call me up. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I'm well, like, I could be there in an hour.
3: Cool. See you then. Because <laughs> I know this. I know this stuff really well. You and
2: always knew I was automatic. Like I would, if I could, I'd be
3: there. <laughs> I was always mixing and matching people, and sometimes th- I knew it, the chemistry wouldn't be good, and I knew like adding you to the mix would absolutely help that chemistry. So anyway, going back to the bathrooms with the boogers above the urinals and and just the. Just the the explosions in the stalls where, where there's feces on the wall behind yeah. the toilet. Like, how does that happen?
2: How does this? that happen? I, well, I... Does it have to be
3: that explosive? I mean, did I, you just get in there? I think what happens is you got a problem. You're get, trying to get to the stall. You, so it's you, you bend down like this, and before you can get your ass on the toilet... It's already exploding out. So That's like, the only way that works. Because so like, I don't think anyone does that on purpose or you're. Or you're so a you're saying killer. the landing
2: gear isn't out and you're already at the tarmac. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're
3: like, oh my God, I got to <laughs> sit down. And, 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 the, and the time between pulling your
2: pants down and trying to sit on the toilet, it's so bad that. I hope he's fucking toilet CSI.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It, it's either that, <laughs> Carl. It's either that or it's a serial killer. That is purposely doing that. Same person, right? Uh, so it's same fucking person. Sometimes it's on the floor and all that because they can't sit down quick enough. It's oh. it's coming when it, it when it wants to come, man. That's it. Remember when Roland used to lick it? <laughs> 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 why are, you, why are you doing this? I'm just not just your reaction. That's all I wanted.
2: That's I just wanted. I don't even
3: think about that guy, honestly. Nobody does. I honestly. You ever see him on a date? You ever see a date picture of him (laughs) on Instagram? Nobody thinks about him. Nah, trust me, you didn't get the best of me. But anyway, so (laughs) his um, mom calls him two weeks late. Happy birthday, (laughs) 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 happy birthday, Frank Roland. (laughs) It's Roland. Anyway, I was at the gym yesterday and I I tweeted a picture that did very well. My God, dude, that although they were beating the shit out of me, but. Um, so I'm at the gym uh, yesterday um, and I, uh, I I sit down and do my uh, my business right uh, which which that amazed people they're like you you take dumps out of your house I'm like yes <laughs> I think the people that, that don't dump at work and and in uh, in public, they're the weird ones. Yeah, these people are turning around saying, "I'm weird because I can actually dump outside my own house."
2: I dump at dive bars that have no door on the Perfect. stall. Perfect, I'm And there. talk to everybody that's coming in. What's up, bro? I'm, w- I'm with you. <laughs> Crushing it. <I'm> with <laughs> <laughs> I, Do you know that I used to have? I will dump anywhere. I don't care. When I used to when I used to own a restaurant before it was taken to me by the heartless gypsy. Yeah, and. I uh, there's a there's the Short Hills has a Hilton right and it's on the way for me to get the bread yeah every morning I'd pull up in my van <laughs> I'd go into the Hilton they knew me right good morning Carl good morning yeah I'd go into their beautiful marble bathroom into the handicap one all this way, take my shoes off yeah. All marble. My feet were nice and cool on the nice place. and fucking bring it. <laughs> it was just you know they just cleaned it at seven thirty in the morning for the morning, so it was right. toilet paper was stocked, everything nice.
3: And every morning, I mean, and you're shit. bringing it. I brought it hard. Is bro. it so bad that you're like working the parallel bars? There was one meaning time <laughs> like you're lifting up off the seat. <laughs> there
2: was one time. There Your was one. Hands. There was one time. It was so aggressive. <laughs> it was so aggressive and violent. Yeah and it was it was almost like uh, you know when rain turns to hail yeah like it was different textures you know yeah. what i mean first it was you know a little sure. goat, little goat pebbles yeah 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 and then broke the dam and then it became solid again like At- it was just one after another that it was so violent that it was an automatic flush i got up Went my pants down and went to another stall. Really? Just to get a fresh bowl. Wow. Because Good it was, for you, Carl. Because it was
3: completely a mess. It starts with like uh, if you had a handful of like gravel and you just kind of dropped yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> it was like and, that. And then by the end you're happy because now you're dropping softballs. I had friendly fire spots on my thighs. Good for you, Carl. <laughs> I only have one rule about uh, taking a dump in public. <clears throat> What's that? If the seat is wet. I will either well I do that at home I obviously it, I use my sock my sock feet to clean the bowl at home if there's a little some what? drops Wait, some, what? if there's some drops on the bowl
2: That's disgusting bro I Call
3: it my piss sock
2: You have a piss but is that piss sock still on your foot Yeah I don't give a crap Do you abort the sock when you're done
3: if it's a, a couple uh, drops on the toilet bowl instead of getting the toilet paper, I'll take my my sock. Foot it seems like whoa, work do a quick wipe. You're a fucking a savage. quick wipe. But anyway, in public, uh, if you just it, gonna wait, a minute, you're just gonna gloss like oh. Anyway, well hold on, bro. Wow, the people who listen to this podcast already know that they know that you have a pee sock. Yeah, this is old stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then most people I'm out on the there. Record that, uh, that's disgusting. No, most people out there admitted they do the exact same thing. But you're you're walking to... around your house and socks. Ooh, the <laughs> yeah, the <pod> <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> until the, until the, <laughs> the pod squad? Yeah, the pod squad. You fucking gay. Oh, you laugh such a gay lord. You laugh until until you need them. The pod squad. Yeah, we we wipe our socks and pee. <laughs> Uh Man, is Carl coming in hot today? I'm coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, if there's a couple drops and you're All walking right in oh, your house. I, I don't like your it. I don't like it. Do I don't quick. like it. All right, but anyway, in public, if uh, the only thing I'll do is if the seat is wet, right, I, w- I will dry it with toilet paper. I don't build nests because then people are like, you don't build a nest? I'm like, no, I don't build a nest. I don't like the feeling sit, of the toilet paper on the seat. I sit right down, and the only time I will wipe it, if I see it's a little wet, then I'll dry it out. Right. That's it. That's that's my only rule. And then I'll sit right down. I don't care if it's the Port Authority. I don't care if it's a... Uh, Have you ever done a, the Port Authority? I don't care if it's a gas station bathroom. I don't care. The Port Authority
2: is aggressive because people go in there for full maintenance. Like... I've been I've been to the Bathway Port Authority and people are literally washing themselves with the toilet water. Oh, I know. i brushing know. brushing their teeth in toilet water. Oh, like, I know cuz they just got off And it. all the luggage comes like you yeah. see like or you get stuck like into a nice stall like after a game or something and you're there and then you start like when you see the garbage bags the next stall, you are like fuck
1: this motherfucker
2: just entered the day spa
1: <laughs>
2: the dude's doing hot stone treatments
1: <laughs>
3: well, they just got off a 12 hour bus ride <laughs> you know, they, gotta, like, they gotta freshen up a little bit well,
2: the minute I see two garbage bags flop down in the stall next to right. me I'm like this
3: yeah. motherfucker is gonna yeah. get plastic surgery they gotta <laughs> freshen up before they meet their pimp <laughs> before they start the towel trafficking fucking
2: <laughs> how else am I gonna sell these three kids that I stole <laughs> before they're taken to their Yankee yeah, Crankman shop. They, you know, they could have want to. <laughs> Mr. Fresh Kra- up a little Mr. Bit. Kraft requested
1: Asians. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whatever you need, Mr. Kraft, I'm on my way. Did you see the meme that was going around about uh, Robert Kraft? Which is? Uh, well, you know that. Ho- it's such a non story. This is such Of course, a- and we talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah. But um, the um, uh, abducted in plain sight. Yeah, you know the guy that gave the handy. Yeah. So there's a meme no, around. No, really? I want to steal this so bad. I, I don't steal other people's content because I know that's no bueno out there. Just give them a credit. There's a lot of assholes that do that. I I fucking screen capped the pic, but I I don't know who actually did it, so that's why I can't post it. You gotta post it. If I could find the original guy, I will. But it's a picture of that guy, and it says Robert Kraft could have used <laughs> could have used him. <laughs> You gotta know abducted
2: in plain sight. I'm telling you, plain sight is the most bonkers thing I've ever yeah, seen. That it's, FBI it's the, agents
3: like what
1: the fuck right. is wrong
3: with you people? Yeah, it, it, the, I guess I gotta explain at least a little bit. So the the father in this picture about you know Robert Kraft could use this guy. This father pretty much allowed the neighbor to uh, have sex with his very young daughter because and he, his wife and his wife and he gave the guy a handjob. Yeah, because which they, which
2: I'm telling you right now. Yeah, he went all the way. Really, when it, if a guy admits to fucking jerking someone off, right, that means he got fucked. Yeah. Really, listen to me. <laughs> 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 he
3: had that guy open oh,
2: my in God. the arms of an
1: angel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that pedophile man, he that he, guy was that he guy. had that family figured out. He'll start an affair with the wife, he'll uh, or the mother of the girl he really wants. He'll, he he figured out that the fucks the dad. He figures out the father of the girl he wants to have sex mm-hmm. with probably is a homosexual at a time you're not supposed to be right. no not I shouldn't say not supposed to be, that's ridiculous. Not allowed to be. Right. So he plays off that by saying, Hey man, I'm not getting much action at home and uh, you know, it's we're just friends and I'm aroused. Could you help me out here? And the guy reaches over and does that, which is insane. Not if you're gay. If you're gay, it's fucking awesome Tuesday afternoon. I guess a little ride
2: in the Malibu. Uh,
1: <laughs> I guess,
3: but there you go. That explains the Robert Kraft uh, meme a little better for the uh, people that haven't seen a what a documentary over you change. I'm just so happy that me and you in the last episode laughed our asses off because oh, that good. thing is so dark and it got me so mad. I was disgusted at so just, many I levels. I
2: watch it again just for the FBI agent's reaction. <laughs> he's just it's like he's dealing with fucking parking cones. It's <laughs> like, like it's not even people. It's like, I just need one person to listen to me. <laughs> he's like, can anybody listen? There is rape going on everywhere. <laughs> it's so Every, Everybody around him's getting fucked and tugged. It's and sucked. And he's like, I can't lock anybody up. You're too stupid. <laughs> this is the easiest case I've ever had. I mean It was, he was literally is, open and shut. This case went, this case should be five minutes like guy built a wall in my daughter's bedroom, now he's in jail. He catches, it, he catches the pedophile in Mexico. Mexico with, with, with the, a space box, an alien space. Uh, saying you I will kill you. Put your pee pee in my mouth.
3: I mean He catches them, brings them back to the States, got married. Got the guy red-handed. red Everything's set. This FBI agent's in his office with his feet up yeah, on the got desk, him. smoking a, an expensive cigar, yeah. and then has to take a phone call where he goes, "They did what? Yeah, they did what? They signed an affidavit? Wait a second,
2: <laughs> wait a second. So, guy's free." <laughs> I
3: mean <laughs> they had it was the easiest then, fucking case. And then the it's pedophile like, talked the parents into the fact that they gotta sign away basically all their rights and say, you know, we're good here, we're not gonna press any charges. And the FBI agents like are you, What the fuck the, are you guys doing? And then
2: two days later he's splitting a kid in half again. Like, what the oh fuck? Oh my god. His face. I mean, he just you could tell, like, he's just sitting in the chair, like and he's telling the story again. He's like these people are <laughs> <a> monsters. <laughs> I want but he goes he goes nobody cared about the kid.
3: <laughs> oh my god. I mean I think if that girl uh, still talks to her parents, she's nuts. But let me tell you, she seemed pretty well-rounded and adjusted considering what she went through. I bet you after that interview, she goes
2: and dresses up like a Martian and goes kicks a box oh of puppies. My God, she's right. got to be crazy.
3: The whole UFO, Martian, oh aliens angle was board. And I think she was in love with the dude. Yeah. And- it was just a disaster. So anyway, so I'm at the gym. Uh, with the toilet thing, right? I explained that, yeah, I could I could actually go to the bathroom outside my house. I think it's weird that uh, that people can't do that. Right. They hold it in all day at work, I guess. I it's don't. Nice. I don't. I never hold to anything, and whenever I have to do something, I do it. <laughs> like, I mean, my, my if I think I gotta pee, I pee. My beach uh, dumping stories are legendary <laughs> at this point. <laughs> legendary. <laughs> that was some funny shit.
2: I remember we were talking about being on the beach, and you just start talking about shitting on the beach. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong
3: with this guy? <laughs> no, but let's break it down. No one's around. It, it seems like a nice place. No to No one's shit. around. It's convenient. It's the middle of summer, so you could go into the into the ocean to make sure everything's clean after the fact. How do you Why make sure? Why wouldn't clean? you?
2: Do you do like a little merengue
3: dance? You like... take your left hand and you do a couple scoops. No, <laughs> a couple scoops while Wait. you're under the water. It dissipates fast. A couple scoops. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I gotta tell a story from uh, the Jersey Shore. So we're all, I'm, I'm dating my now wife, and... Uh, who else was in the MTV house with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> and my brother-in-law, who fucking rules. I'm not going to say which one. Right. We're all hanging out, a whole bunch of us, a big group on the Jersey Shore for the afternoon, right? Right. And uh, it was in Wildwood, for people that care. Wildwood! Which is an awesome fucking place. It is. And my, we're all just in if the ocean. If you can't afford to go anywhere else. <laughs> we're, we're all in the ocean. And just hanging out, wait, you know, doing a little that, you know, just uh, waiting—is it called? You're having sex in the water? No, where you're just hanging out over your head, but you're just what's the term? Treading. Treading. I guess shredding. shredding. Thank you, uh, stranger. (laughs) 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 Doing a podcast in front of a stranger. I, br- I, br- I thought I should bring an audience. Oh, it's bruh. just fun, brah. We'll get to you in a minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're trying to. It could be worse. I could have brought Nick Solaris. <laughs> I
3: like Nick. I love it. It didn't sound like it on that one episode. It did, it, I, listen, it did, it did not sound like it.
2: <laughs> it was a bit aggressive. You know when it didn't sound like it? When you said, I hate Nick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like Nick Solaris. That was the hint. Um, anyway, I so so we're treading water over our heads, having a good time, drinking beers, partying a little bit, you know, it's a nice summer day. And all of a sudden, people are, are like getting away from my Brun-Law really quickly. He dropped a couple logs, man, in front of his girl and everything. In the water. And they were floating.
2: They were floaters.
3: They were floaters. Hunt for
2: Brown October. And he's
3: giggling like a like a like a schoolgirl, and I'm laughing my ass off too, <laughs> while everyone else is disgusted.
2: Yeah, the two, the shit patrol. <laughs> hey, man, when you
3: gotta go, you gotta go. He's treading water, and he obviously dropped his bathing suit down and let a log out. <laughs> <laughs> you love this shit.
1: Of course, I love it. You're that. a fecal freak. <laughs> no, I'm not. Jesus.
3: <laughs> you should be in that town in Idaho with the rapey people. <laughs> so so I'm at the gym yesterday, and I tweeted this picture. Which so, was an awesome picture. And it's and it's as real as it gets, by the way. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. You know. Yeah. So I uh, I go to the bathroom in a stall, and then when I get up to flush, I, f- I turn around for the first time, and I see... A pretty significant amount of pubic it hair. It was a lot of hair. A, a lot of pubic hair on the back side of the bowl, and and definitely on the seat, on the back right. part of the seat. Right. And I'm like, oh my god. So of course you you snap a picture and you tweet it right away. And then I said, what makes this picture gross is that I didn't I didn't rec- I didn't uh, see this until after I sat down. Oh. So I sat right in it. That's why I think that one part of the seat didn't have any hair anymore because it was stuck to you. <laughs> yeah. But- I'm weak right now.
2: <laughs> and then people, you know. I are. did some uh, CSI on there. On that, yeah. And I think that guy was masturbating.
3: What? How? 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 How much of a bush do you have that you're? Sh- you're I mean, you live in the Upper West Side.
2: Much. You're at an expensive gym. I mean, everybody looks like Robert Kraft in there.
3: I would, I would think he was trimming. What his kind pubes of gyms over the to? toilet? Just a, to, you know. How's he going to trim? No
2: guy trims his pubes without a mirror.
3: I, I just take scissors.
2: You're like a fucking caveman. I, <laughs> you do so much caveman shit. I'm not just... Cuban like you. I don't
3: have as much hair either. <laughs>
2: I'm going to let that one sit because that was really funny.
3: <laughs> You know it's true. No, of course it is. I can't even imagine how much cu- uh, pubic hair you've grown since this podcast started. Oh,
2: my God. I can't even feel my pants. <laughs> you're,
3: making,
2: <laughs> you're making jiffy pop in your underwear right now. <laughs> you piece of shit. You fucking beach shitting motherfucker.
1: <laughs> 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 Bob, that
2: is perfect <laughs> anyway
3: oh, fuck you okay? I, no, I think the guy was trimming over the toilet bowl I for think real he was jerking off No man how you how do you lose that much hair jerking off well you fucking you know maybe he's playing with his balls
2: every once in a while a hair ball hair is loose but every once in a while maybe it, in miami i had at least two girls
3: <laughs> really now yeah well, i mean there you go i mean Go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. <laughs> and I just shaved an hour ago. But that picture really grossed everybody out. Oh, my God. It <laughs> really grossed everybody out. Jiffy Pop in my pants is the best. <laughs> Isn't that funny, Joey? <laughs>
2: I love- Even though it's about me, it's really fucking funny. <laughs>
3: so uh, on the last episode, uh, Carl surprised me. I mean, that was the last episode we did from the goddamn creepy cabin. Yeah, moving out. You're out of there now, huh? I I am. That that made me sad. I don't
2: get sad. <laughs> I, have, I have so little, many. Why don't you? I wish you, I had more emotions. You have, had, you have no emotions. You're looking at me. It was funny. Like, I was I'll ha- tell
3: you why, because uh, Joey did a great job with the montage. At the end of the episode, just kind of uh, uh, playing some of the fun stuff we did in the in the Creepy Cabin. Yeah, had a good time up there. And I was like, yeah, this makes me sad because that's where I decided we wanted to start this damn thing from. I'm like uh, Robert De Niro in Heat. Yeah?
2: you got to be ready to leave anything you love in 15 minutes <laughs> when the Heat comes around the corner.
3: <laughs> that's got to be exhausting.
2: <laughs> it's exhausting. Because
3: you've done that a few times. <sighs>
2: Right, I feel like an army brat except with no family, just or no army. On to the next stop for Carl. I think I'm moving to Queens. Yeah, that's a good area. I'm staying with my friend for a little while. Party time. Good.
3: Don't have to worry about uh, anything, right? Uh, Yeah, just bitches. (laughs) As you get that restaurant together, La Cubana.
2: Yeah, I got a call from. The girl I lost my virginity to. Really? Why? Oh, I wish I had my phone here. You could read the how smooth I got in there. She just hollered at me on Instagram. How she, old were you? I was fourteen. What? Fourteen. I was eighteen. What the fuck? Did you, what was wrong with you? The, did, you did you have like a, one of those spinal braces? Or
3: something? <laughs> <laughs> And I was a freshman in college. I'm embarrassed to say that. Let's but compare the truth. virginity stories. You go. Mine was you start. all right. Mine, uh, she had a birth defect, which gave her a dark, uh, like tail-like thing from her neck all the way down to her tailbone. She was like a Rhodesian Ridgeback. I don't know what I, I looked it up years ago. I forgot at this point, and I certainly didn't think we were so going to talk about it. the it? devil. <laughs> she had beautiful eyes.
2: Well, keep looking at those things because she had a fucking the Alps running through her back. Uh, I, I, I mean, so she had like
3: a, a Satan's
2: singe mark was, from. The-
3: it was dark, dark hair, pretty thick, that went the length of her spine, basically. That could be cute, I guess. No, man, it was wildebeest. more than just a little bit. It was, it was a, it, w- it was, a, it was something. <laughs> really? Yes. And that was the one. That's where you touched down, but, but she. Uh, she had beautiful eyes, man. Yeah. Well, God give her something. Um, there's no real story to it. It was just time and. Uh, what else did she have? she
2: have measles and shit? Like
3: N- she was cute, but people didn't know about this bird thing
2: until you, you're the one that saw it. And then I had, how'd you say when you put your hands around her? I uh, no, when we when I went for the doggy style, and went whoa. You you went whoa. For, you went for doggy whoa. Wait a second, hope you did doggy at, at your virgin run.
3: Why wouldn't you? I had all the knowledge at that point. I'm 18.
2: Oh, that's right. You're 18. I was
3: 14.
2: 14. Yeah. I was fucking, I was, I grabbed her like fucking Cassius Clay on the ropes. (laughs) (laughs) I was roping, doping.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just college and it was time. I mean, I, I, you know, I established this a long time ago. I I grew up in a very uh, strict household. We couldn't do anything, man. We weren't really allowed to have girlfriends and all that horse shit. So when I so you were allowed
2: to play in a river with your twins and just
3: run like a feral
2: cat, <laughs> yes. but you couldn't bring a girl to the house. We've- we couldn't come home drunk. Or, or high anything. but you can come home dead by getting hit by a car <laughs> well, in your front yard <laughs> well yeah I mean it,
3: uh, a lot Such of it didn't a, a lot of it didn't make sense it doesn't but, make sense but I don't know what my mom's problem was maybe she thought we were going to get girls pregnant or something I don't know we really weren't allowed to have girl. I wasn't allowed to have do you a, think it
2: was just she didn't, they didn't want more people in the house because that way they had to share the fan my brother said <laughs> fuck
3: that and he had girlfriends very good my girlfriend uh, my my brother had girlfriends because he went against it and said fuck that and his life was a little, a little tougher, but at least he was getting some action. The rest of us were like, we just followed the rules. I'm impressed you went you went fucking doggy style on the Virgin Road. Oh, World. yeah. But in my house, you couldn't have a girlfriend. You couldn't come home drunk or high. Uh, what was the other thing? Really didn't have... I finally got a car when I was a senior in high school, finally. Yeah, it was a very strict household. That's why when it was time to go to college, I picked a place that was far mm. so I could live. Did she feel good? It was amazing well, she have nice and then, and then my you know, then I started you know what did her body then look I started like hitting besides, home
2: runs after that really you, you started yeah because oh then I just started crushing it you got a spring in your step which is stupid
3: course. that's what's so stupid about growing up in a strict household because you go hog wild after that yeah I be, I started drinking seven days a, a week uh, I, I moved into some of some of the drugs here and there and and, and, Woo! and girls left and right because I didn't have any of that growing up. So I went nuts, and then finally, you know, calmed down to a more uh, normal, yeah. you know, uh, college level. I guess by the time I was seven, seventeen, I was dating forty-year-olds. <laughs> oh my source. god! I'm, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so how'd it go with you with the 14, uh, when you were fourteen? Oh my god, okay. So this girl, I was, uh, I was uh,
2: in eighth grade, I think, or, or ninth grade, whatever, one yeah. of those grades, and she was a senior, black girl. And, you know, we are in a private school, and my buddy Dominic, he was dating uh, Melissa Yale, a Jewish princess. Her father owned Gojo, the uh, the uh, hand cream company that for mechanics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. A lot of fucking money from Livingston. The King Jews. I mean, this girl was so Jewed up. I mean, she, she smelled like a Kanish. <laughs> beautiful girl, Melissa Yale. She got a nose job in fucking third grade and some crazy shit. Wow. So, her best friend wanted to get down with me But I was younger or whatever. So, my, I, uh, Dominic came up, Dominic was the kid that was dating Melissa Yale. He, she came, he came up with the idea of staging a fake birthday party to get me over the house. <clears throat> so, I go to my mom. I said, Mom, you know, there's my buddy's having a birthday party. I want to go. So, she... Goes to the quick check and gets me a birthday card and fills it out, <laughs> puts 10 bucks in it. Takes the blue Cadillac, Coupe DeVille, and drops me off and my friend's at the door. Hi! <laughs> hey. Hey. She's like, okay, happy birthday! She's <laughs> like, all right. Go in the house, the house is dark, listen to The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I give him the card, he's like, fucking, you're a loser, bro. Like, he's older, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Takes the 10 bucks, orders pizza. And I look, and and in his bedroom, there's the girl. And she's wearing, like, this little white T-shirt, and she's black. And I could see her, like, nipples. As, I'm fucking nervous, bro. I am fucking nervous. Like, I'm like – and and remember, I'm like – Big school, like, class clown, shit talker, fighter, and it's all gone. I'm yeah. like, hey, man, hey, 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 Tom, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> and this kid's been banging all fucking days. Yeah. You know what I mean? His girl's in the bed, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I said, Dominic, man, you got to help me out, bro. Like, He's like, uh, what the fuck, bro? What are you, fag? You know how you stay. Yeah, yeah. And everything yeah. back then, either you were gay or you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you killed people in front of people you thought you were gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know how to put a condom on. He's like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, dude, I tried three times last night. You know, I would would jerk off and try to try the condom, it would just shoot out like a fire. I didn't (laughs) know. (laughs) I got nervous. (laughs) Just thinking about it, man, it just gives me anxiety. So then he's like, dude, I'll show you. You got to open it this way and you got to roll it down. So we go into this bathroom and he starts. Putting the condom on the on the on the uh, on the what is it, on the faucet. Right? Oh my God. And as I'm fucking he's showing me and I'm rolling the condom down. Yeah. The two girls came out and opened the door of the bathroom. What are you guys doing? And there I am, fucking fourteen years old, holding a condom on a fucking faucet. No. That's how my fucking day started. Beautiful. Oh my God. But thank God she was so she was definitely not a virgin. How old was she? 18 17. I mean, I mean, just the body. I mean, she had a, she was the color of, um, you know, when you eat chocolate cereal, the, the milk at the end. Yeah, that's where she was just perfect.
3: That type of chocolate. Yeah, bro. Oh
2: yes. Yeah. honey almond chocolate.
3: I love like uh, dark chocolate, but I don't want my women to be dark chocolate. You don't like black women. <laughs> No, I had a black uh, woman uh, fetish when I lived in Buffalo and used to go to black clubs to try to get it done, but they would laugh at me. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't fuck a black girl in Buffalo,
2: (laughs) how bad were you? (laughs) Were you in blackface? (laughs) I I, I just had
3: had no rap. (laughs) <laughs> Me and my friends would go to this, uh, Black Cubs every Did, you talk, there like, did you talk Black to, Did you Ebonic out? Like? Uh, I, I don't remember, to, uh, to be totally honest. What's up, sister?
2: I don't, like, have,
3: I don't have any great stories, but I, I know I was trying to get it done in Buffalo, and I just couldn't do it. So You have to find a black girl with a white boy fetish. And just be,
2: you have to find a black girl with a white boy fetish. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But. Like, so, like, I get the black girls that have Spanish boy. Fetishes. Oh, really? They like the so, demons. It, 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 did, it
3: didn't happen. Oh,
2: she was fucking delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious.
3: Did you uh was it one and done or did you guys hang out for a while or well, well
2: the minute I, I uh the minute I penetrated I came instantly. It was like a monkey with a shotgun in a bathroom. Boom, yeah. fucking, <laughs> fucking, it was done. Yeah. But uh she was so patient. You know what I mean? She she knew what was going on. She knew I was shaking like a leaf. And then she brought the plane home, and then that's it. Once I figured that fucking thing out.
3: It was over.
2: What? You threw all your hobbies out the window. I fucking, I never watched (laughs) wrestling, uh, nothing. I came home, I kicked all my brother's Legos into his face. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) fucking. You threw your microscope out. My mom's like, you want something to eat? I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Baseball cards. What the fuck
3: am I going to do with these things? Uh, Yeah, that's how it happens, though. It was instant, bro. It
2: was instant. Sort of dressing different. Can you picture Carl in those Zumba pants or the Z
0: Cavaricis? I kind of miss Marigold and Chess King. Hey, Greg, we have a new sponsor. Let's bring him on board.
3: Oh, yeah. I want to welcome a new sponsor to the Opie Radio podcast. We're talking ondeck.com slash Opie. Small business owners, do you need help managing cash flow, hiring employees, purchasing inventory, upgrading your office space? Getting access to capital is incredibly challenging and time-consuming for small business owners. Most traditional banks lack the technology and resources to truly understand a small business and they'd rather just lend to larger, more established businesses. Not with OnDeck. OnDeck is 100% committed to small business owners with fast, easy and tailored financing. Get funding in as fast as 24 hours. That's right, I said as fast as 24 hours with term loans up to $500,000 and lines of credit up to $100,000 none of which require business collateral. The application process is simple and won't impact your personal credit. OnDeck delivers some of the best customer service with their U.S.-based loan specialist and has an A-plus rating with the BBB. They have lent over $10 billion to over 80,000 small business owners and carry a 9.8 out of 10 rating on Trustpilot and an A-plus rating with the BBB. On Deck is the secure financing service that business owners everywhere can truly rely on. Here's what you got to do. If you're a small business owner and need access to capital, go to ondeck.com slash OP right now. As an exclusive listener to this podcast, you'll receive a free consultation with one of their US based loan specialists. Apply online or by phone and get approved in minutes. Go to ondeck.com slash OP. That's on deck. O n d e c k dot com slash opie. On slash opie for your free consultation right now. And thanks to On Deck for joining this fine podcast. Welcome aboard, On Deck. Joey's got a new album
2: out. Thanks, Carl.
3: What's up, Opie Radio listeners? You know Joey is my producer, music man, and sometimes Siri, but. When he's not wrapping it up for me or dealing with podcast sounds, he's writing and recording his own stuff, and he has a new album out, and I, I want you to buy it, please. Boom! It's Joey Salvia on all the instruments and vocals, a singer-songwriter throwback with 11 songs. He wrote and produced it on the same gear he helps produce this podcast on. It's called The Soundtrack In My Head. If everyone listening buys it now and rates it five stars on iTunes, I'm going to give you an ice cream. No, no, I'm not. Joey's album, The Soundtrack in My Head, could chart. That's right. It could chart if we all get together. How cool would those bragging rights be for us? Damn. He even thanked me and my listeners in the liner notes. You didn't have to do that, Joey. Joey! And one of you, Phil, also known as PM Tick on Twitter, was chosen to draw the cover. Phil's an artist and now has his first album cover because he listens to me. I think that's kind of cool. Hey, Joey's not looking to quit his day job. He loves working on my podcast. So I just want to share his music while adding a little something to his son, Roman's college fund. That college is expensive. Free college for all. Oh, that ain't happening anytime soon, you silly goose. So go to Joey Salvia's Soundtrack In My Head on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get new songs these days. I don't don't know where you get new songs. I steal everything. No, I don't steal them. Of course I don't steal. I already purchased uh, Joey's album. Rated five stars. Links are in the show notes. Do it now. I'd really, really appreciate it. And Joey, congratulations, my friend.
0: Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate your support. You read that perfectly.
3: OP Radio. You brought up a, a memory as far as like losing your virginity, and and then on top of that, I grew up in a strict household. Uh, do you remember sex ed? Did you have sex ed in class? Yeah. So, um... What you, a bullshit class.
2: Why? Because the teacher didn't want to teach it. It was like, it was... I don't know when you did, but when we did, it was like, it wasn't an elective. Like, the, you had to have like certain amount of hours of sex ed, and... They oh, no no pick no, a different teacher. You no, had a sex ed teacher? No, this was one and done
3: in grammar school when I was in sixth grade. Oh, they gave you just like a bird in One and, and done. We go to the gym, right? Right. And all of a sudden, we go to the gym. They don't even really tell us what's going on. And at the door, they, they're they separating the, the boys and the girls. So they don't want to even give us a heads up. They want to surprise us with this shit. And one half of the gym were the boys. One half were the girls. Nowadays, you're gonna need about fucking six rooms yeah. <laughs> for
2: the guy, that, for the girl that thinks she's a goat. Right.
3: <laughs> The oh, guy man. that
2: thinks he's a copy machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you a boy or girl? I'm a fax machine. Okay, you go in
3: that line. <laughs> exactly. But we come from a simple time. There you got it. Thank you. Carl went with it. <laughs> Back then, it was uh, are you a boy or girl? Boy, girl.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's right to mm-hmm. ask me that question. What are you? I'm a falcon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't identify with either one. Right. I'm a woodland owl. <laughs> all right, relax. We're just trying to like yeah, we teach just want to know where today. today. Where are you gonna
2: sit Becky Frank, Whatever the fuck your name is?
3: <laughs> I identify as a horse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Go with the horses. Right. <laughs> back, <was> then, <laughs> back then boy or girl. Imagine that. So I said boy. Perfect. Thank you. Because you got a unit. (laughs) And then we're in the gym, and then they got chairs, and all of a sudden it's obvious they're showing us a movie, and then it's all about uh, what happens with your body and uh, the changes that are going to be happening. Probably you've noticed some of these changes happening uh, already, but if you haven't, uh, and they talk about facial hair and pubic hair and your penis and vaginas and all this stuff, but they do it in a way because it's sixth grade, so they got to be very careful. But they give you enough info where you're like, oh, my God, my life about to change, right? And then they said the one thing that I did not like: no bueno for the opster. What did they say
2: to the oops? <laughs> so, uh,
3: so it's done. And they go, "Well, we've informed all your parents that we're doing this little film today. So, if you have any questions, they're ready for your questions when you get home from school today."
2: That is no
3: bueno. So then the rest of the day, I remember thinking, I don't want to go home, man. They know that I saw this shit today. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I wasn't ready, Carl. How did they get? I was a late bloomer. Yeah, because you so, were a virgin as fuck. At yeah, years. so I, I went home, and my dad said, uh, so uh, right off the bat, you have any questions? So I ran out I ran out of the house and climbed up an apple tree. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> And I want to come
2: down. <laughs> was this two years after the Revolutionary War? <laughs> we had an when apple- was this, Mr. Washington? <laughs> we had an apple tree. <laughs> Mr. It, President. <laughs> we had an apple tree
3: in the front yard of my house, which wasn't really a front yard because we decided we needed to pave everything. So it was a giant. What, that al- how many cars
2: did that apple tree stop
3: from going through <laughs> <to> the door? <laughs> So I climbed up the apple tree, and my dad gave me a little time, and then he came, and I remember him looking up at me, going, come on down, it's going to be okay, Greg, we'll talk it over, <laughs> baby, this will be okay, and I'm like, fuck. So I finally climb out of the apple tree. <laughs> it was a while, Carl. I was up there at least an hour or so. <laughs> Did I w- you shit? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So this is this, <laughs> this is, is what, just shit in the apple tree. <laughs> this is what's so weird cuz we didn't talk about any of this stuff in my house. None of it. <laughs> So we sit down on the couch. My dad made sure no one else was around, thank God, and which is weird because I'm one of seven kids. So there's always someone around. Always someone around, and then he's Where like... Where were the twins? Were they playing with electricity? <laughs> <They were>
2: probably... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's a downed wire down the street. They were playing hopscotch. <laughs> they were running uh, back and forth across uh, <laughs> the street, <laughs> dodging cars, playing their own version of Frogger. <laughs> Those twins uh, nine <laughs> Those lives. <laughs> I love... Anyway... I can listen to twin stories <laughs> when... I know, <laughs> I
1: know.
3: So then, my dad sits me down, and all of a sudden, he goes, "He used my mom as an example, Carl. That's what I want to get at at what? this point." So he's like, "You no, know, that's even more awkward." So I'm like, "You know, your mom's got boobs or whatever." He <laughs> said, "Breasts." I think honestly, and I'm I'm not doing this for the podcast, yeah. but I think the reason why I hate the word tit. I think my dad actually said, "You know, your mom's got tits," cuz I think he was trying to be cool cuz it was awkward for him. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, "You can't you can't talk about the hot neighbor that we all see in the in the bathrobe in the morning or or maybe one of the teachers at my yeah, school mom. or someone that works at the CVS up the road. You're using mom." And goes, uh, you know, your mom has tits. And I'm like, ah! And then he's explaining what those are for and, you know, and, and blah, blah, blah. All the, uh, How you all get the ways... a boner, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you. And then he says about. You've had to fight through so much adversity. And then he talks about my mom's vagina. No. And I'm like, yo. Yo! I'm uncomfortable just listen to it. But he meant well. But maybe he didn't want to like uh, play his hand, like in, uh, you know, you uh, know, Miss Becky down the street that we see at, uh, you know, the gym. Oh my God! So he used my mom as an example. I'm like, oh, no this, wonder you this lost is your vagina. Not going 18. well. Surprise, you're not a priest. <laughs> yeah, and then he was explaining what the vagina does. So, oh yeah, my God. that was my sex ed, though. That's a really terrible story.
2: <laughs> I think the school did I think the school did more harm by telling the parents. Of course. This just showed you the video and just let you deal with it. And that's it.
3: Yeah. And but, the, and let us learn on our own time. But I mean, we all know like we learn most of our stuff in the in the playground. You weren't learning it from teachers or, or your parents? My mom had a had a had a
2: nu- nudity issue growing up. Uh, what and do you like mean a nudity issue? She would walk around naked.
3: She, oh no. It was
2: disgusting. Until what age? Like, till an hour ago. <laughs> like, really? She still fucking likes to get naked. I've never been
3: naked in front of my kids.
2: My mom had I'd, a bush. I,
3: for some reason, I can't.
2: My mom's bush was so epically <laughs> big and brown, and it went all the way up to her chin.
1: <laughs> she looked like
2: an, emp- like an emp- on again, umpire vest. <laughs> <laughs> Like if you were to glue hair onto an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? And she would just be naked all the time.
3: It was her thing?
2: It was, she's like, you know.
3: And honestly, like
2: you're well she, into your teens and she's, and she's po- still naked? She's looked at me, pointed at her vagina and said, y- this is where you came out of. I'm like, no! Yeah. With giant
3: C-section scar. Yeah. Oh, fuck. My mom once leaned down to tie my shoes and I saw her boobs. She had a nice set, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> she had a nice set, but oh. I found it very strange. But she wasn't purposely uh, I was into flashing or walking around my house naked ever. I was into that porn for a while. What it's do you me? mean? It's, it's a healthy porn. I like it. It's called Down Blouse. Oh, yeah. Down
2: Blouse is good. Man. Yes. Because <laughs> you could watch Down Blouse like, on the train
3: and stuff. Right. Because it's not really nudity. Yeah. Did you have you got into the uh, Russian girls trying on clothes yet on YouTube?
2: Maybe. We,
3: <laughs> you know when we were talking about the, all the robot videos yeah. and, and uh Secure Team uh, what was it? Secure team nine? I forget. All the all the conspiracy Yeah. So when we did that on a past episode, then people were like, oh, you know, if you want to be turned on to other stuff on YouTube, and then one of them was, I guess, Russian girls, like, innocently trying on clothes on YouTube, and they allow it because they're truly just showing you the latest fashions. I love it. I, w- I went down that rabbit hole for a little bit. I was, I was into massage porn for a little
2: while, where, like, you seduce the the girl getting a massage. Right. Ooh, I like that. that yeah. I rotate from that to down blouse. Yeah. And then for training purposes, I do like the cougar milf stuff just because I know that I'm going to be interacting in real life. It's like uh, reindeer
3: games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's just for training.
3: You, what's going on with you today? <laughs> you started this podcast sitting straight up and now your, your feet are actually above your head. I feel comfy. I'm having fun. I'm Yeah, I'm having a good time too. So but so but your mom never explained why she was nude in the house? My mom never explained anything. They're fucking ignorant as fuck. I mean, the part of Cuba she's from is like Alabama of
2: Cuba. Yeah. Imagine being on an island and being landlocked. Yeah. Like they didn't even see fish. Right. That's how crazy that oh, shit is really Yeah. They're up in the where they make the tobaccos and stuff. There's no water there.
3: So the, so oh wow yeah they you were landlocked just, in an in an island. You would just assume anyone from Cuba like spent a lot of time uh, you know at yeah, the water. They, they would have to drive an hour to go
2: to the beach. Really? And and an hour when you when you're driving a donkey is fucking <laughs> <it's Right>. like <laughs> five hours.
3: <laughs> so so at what age did you did they come to America?
2: My mother came when she was 20, 20? 20. So, Oh, Okay, yeah. so, she was beautiful when she was young. Right. I mean she went downhill quick. Why you think? <sighs> she started liking the American cookies. So.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and she didn't have to walk everywhere She anymore. didn't have to walk she,
2: you know now she has shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She has stuff like shoes. She has
2: shoes and toothpaste. <laughs> That's
3: a- so. she started eating the cooks. <laughs> the nudity thing, man. I don't know. I don't know how oh, I would handle that. She was if my mom was all walking the around fucking time, just literally just watching her programs
2: and. No, no, no! Like from the shower to the shower. Oh right. So we lived in a we lived in a two family house. My grandparents lived on the first floor. She lived on. We lived on the top floor. But everything, all the living was done in the basement. We had a shower in the basement. Jesus! So they 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 were, they were you know they grew up poor, so they didn't want to use the the nice right. bathrooms. So we had a family of seven, all taking a shower in some plastic fucking tub down in the basement. Like yeah. crazy people.
1: Right.
3: You want and, another good family story? I like your family stories. Um, you just remind me of something else. let me, so, get, let me get comfortable, guys. So uh, seven kids, two and a half baths in the house. Right. One was my mom and dad's bathroom. That was off limits. No way could you use that one. Yeah, every once in a while uh, they would go. All right, and then you felt kind of special that you got to use their bathroom. Okay, because it was nicer. It, it was okay. Nothing special really. But the bathroom we we used had a, a tub. Right. And my mom, man, uh-uh. was always trying to save money. This is a true story. <sighs> I, I, I know. This is, this is, is a true story. You seven a bath and pea water. Didn't you? No, I'm the oldest. Okay. But you're almost there. I was the oldest. Okay. So I got the hot water. I made To this day, I like really hot baths. Right. And w- when you get older and you really start figuring out everything that has happened in your life, it, right. it goes, oh, I like really hot baths because when I was young, my mom made the water incredibly hot because she knew she'd have to cycle a lot of kids through the same water. <sighs> I didn't realize that. Like my and wife goes, what? why do you like... I like baths to this day and I come out looking like a lobster. I my bath water is insanely hot. So Insane. she used
2: to cycle all the kids. She so, used to
3: fill the tub and one out, one in? Yes. And and here's the deal. So what
2: military barracks was this?
3: But uh, my sister was six years older and I don't remember her being part of this. So Is this your real sister or the fake sister they brought for that year? <laughs> <laughs> well then I mean I'm not even adding her. That made officially eight of us, because we had a we had uh, you know uh, whatever. So there, your whole all your brothers. My sister and brought sisters. home just in case people didn't hear this on a past episode. My sister brought home her friend that was being mistreated by her, her father because of her her father was being remarried and and the new uh, girl did not like this uh, this uh, this person. So we brought her into our house to make sure she had a good life, and we made her a sister immediately, which is really strange That's to this so day. Fucking hot. Yes, but we did like her, and then. One day, she decides she can't deal with my mom anymore. She packed up her shit in a pickup truck, a white pickup truck. I remember to this day, and I never saw her again. But some of my siblings have kept in touch with her off and on over the years. She's a very good person. But anyway, she wasn't part of that either. Did you a so. banger? What? I, I got to ask these questions. I was eighteen when I lost my virginity. Fucking keep up. <laughs> How old was this when you were? she was? She uh, was six years older than me. So what? You know, if I'm, uh, but she was gone. By the time I was 13 or 14, I think, I would have to really start figuring out the math. But she was gone by 19 or 20, probably. But she was with us uh, two or three years, I think. You should have banged her. Banged her? She had red hair, so she sort of looked like she could have been one of our our, our uh, brothers and sisters for real. That would have been hot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He was kind of sexy. You and, see? And, and, and
1: people she, think I'm crazy, bro. And she, but bre- I,
3: and she did break the rules. She was smoking in her room and stuff, which was not something you would do in my house. Uh, oh, right. my God. No. My mom would literally throw you out a window for that. You can get hit by a car, but you can't smoke. <laughs> yeah. So the the bathtub, really hot water. I was the first in. That's probably why I like hot baths to this day. Absolutely. That's why Then like. I get out. And then my brother's waiting, who's only uh, 12 and a half months younger than me. He goes in. He gets his bath. It was all timed. And then he got out. My other brother got in. Then my sister, and then the poor twins. This oh, my God. Why, this, this is been, I bring
2: i bringing up. In ice-cold water. Those twins had by, fucking Navy SEAL training. By, by the time it was— how, they don't, how those two kids didn't shoot
3: up a school is beyond me. They have to love ice-cold baths to this day. They're it it was barely. barely lukewarm, and they, they had to go together cuz the shelf life of the water was running out so my how my mom figured that one out was to the you know they were young enough that they could take baths together so those poor fucks had lukewarm water with all, the, with all the scum because you know we all went before that and some of us was hitting the age where you know we might want to like you know explore a little bit so you know you don't know so you left a little fucking little <laughs> little in the fucking water <laughs>
2: <laughs> and these poor kids, oh they were last ones
3: in, man. But that's how it went in my house. What
2: a terrible
3: life you have. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I don't know. I
2: think it's kind of cool. That's exhausting. Just talking about it. <laughs> it's always the twins. Like
4: <laughs> They couldn't
2: even take their own shower. Those kids are born devoid of dignity. They have no dignity. They're saving each other from the river. <laughs>
3: Did I ever tell you the time I, my mom caught my brother trying to give himself a blowjob in the... In the Wait, what? In the bathtub? No. Oh, my God. So... This is your younger brother. Yeah, so, so now... you're already in there. <laughs> no, so, I mean, eventually uh, we figured a better plan out. I guess the kids were getting older. You know, yeah, if I'm talking to mom, my brother, he was... He was old enough where he could take a bath by himself at this point, or it would definitely be a problem with with the authorities, right? Right, right, right. So my mom was always paranoid something horrific was happening to us. So that's why I'm a terrible sleeper to this day, because I'd wake up in the middle of the night to see my mom's face an inch from mine because she was trying to see if I was still breathing. That's She scary. had issues, man. Yeah. So, and if we were, we never were allowed in the bathroom. I bet we, you she never checked if the twins were breathing. <laughs> We were never allowed
2: to- She checked the twins with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that would, they passed
3: the smothers' down. Well, that would solve her money issues that <laughs> she, she had. So, um, um, and we weren't allowed to be in the bath uh, the bathroom and lock the door. That was a big no-no. Same thing in my house. So, to this day, I don't really like uh, ha- doors locked in my house. These little things you pick up from when right. you were growing up, right? So, my brother's in there. And uh, he's in there a while, and my mom's knocking on the door. I believe he did lock it, or maybe he didn't. I don't know. Anyway, knocking, getting no answer. So she barges in to see that his legs are all the way over his fucking head, and he's he's trying to blow himself under the water in the bathtub.
2: (laughs) This is a true story.
3: He tried to suck his own dick. (laughs) This is a true story. Does that make you gay? I don't think so. I I mean, it's almost there. I don't think so. I don't know if I'd blow myself. Well, that's part of the story. And 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 his explanation was great. So she runs out of the bathroom screaming bloody murder and goes, This is true. Yeah.
1: Freddie! Blank is gay! (laughs) (laughs) No!
3: My brother jumps up like whoa! Screaming and he's wet, naked, chasing after my mom as my mom's screaming that. This is the 70s. So, that, oh you know, parents would would worry about that type of thing. Nowadays, yeah. it, you know, whatever. Now it would be like, oh, my God, th- you're going to be rich. Yeah, <laughs> what, Nowadays, it's whatever, obviously. But that, it was a different time. I got to defend uh, you know, the, the older generation, they didn't know any better. And my brother's soaking wet, running after my mom as she's screaming that he might be gay.
1: Unbelievable.
2: And
3: he goes, I- Mom, <laughs> Mom, I'm not, I'm not. I wanted to get one, I didn't want to give one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and in his little head, that was the explanation. He's like, look. I'm not because I wanted to get one. I didn't want to give one. <laughs>
2: but
1: you,
3: it's kind of brilliant.
2: But you're giving one. <laughs> it's kind of brilliant, though. In his mind,
1: I'm
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, everyone wants me to write a dumb book about radio. I want to write a book about my upbringing, sure? man. It's, I, I it's find more... it. I think it's I awesome. mean, the radio stories would be amazing, obviously. But uh, the uh, the growing up stories are just nuts. And, and there's a ton of them I don't even remember anymore that my brothers were. Would remind me of and and uh, you know shake something loose in my I head. I want to talk
2: to the twins, bro. Yeah. yeah.
3: What do they do? What do they do for a living? Well, you know, uh, Brett runs the restaurant out there in Huntington, F.H. Riley's. Brett's one of the twins, of course he is. And then my other one was a Wall Street guy for a long time until mergers uh, knocked him out. And he did day trades and uh, and raises his kids. He's got a good life. So yeah, they're pretty. Do they easy.
2: get weird like next to running what like? Where- <laughs> I want to. I gotta. I want to talk to. But both of them together. I want to talk to. I want Brett and, and your other brother to sit in a tub and tell me stories.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I throw sandwiches at them. <laughs> I mean, you want to keep going? I, I never told the snowball incident. Tell me. Okay. These are the best stories. The snowball incident, which we teased uh, many episodes ago, so. At my uh, my house, we lived on this busy road, like yeah, I established with a the highlight. driveway. We had a basketball hoop. Okay, so try to visualize this. So, bask.
2: Put some water in this for
3: me? Uh, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's John, bro. Uh, hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> Carl literally brought a stranger. Uh, I wasn't a stranger. I met him to on the one. You met him on a, on the ferry. He's a fan of the podcast and you. And you said, "Come on bye. We're gonna. <laughs> he goes. He goes. Are you the Cuban? I said, "Yeah."
2: And uh, he's like, "Dude, I'm." really big fan of the podcast nice I look at his shoes yeah three hunch yeah I look at his backpack five hunch yeah he's got beats on beats things on I look at him he's black yeah I said I ain't scared of you come on up
3: <laughs> so we're hanging with a stranger So I brought him up <laughs> You do bring some people by So anyway But he's funny. He's Not, having the time of his life oh, he's laughing I, I, And now he got me a water So yeah. it was worth it And we're kind of uh, Performing for him You know It's got fun Got a one man audience so yeah. A lot of But know how many Hardcore podcasts Listeners would kill To see us do this And justify right. are just <laughs> a stranger <laughs> <laughs> All the pod squads Could be mad at you Oh the pod squad <laughs> Anyway you, Um So picture the driveway, front of the house, busy road, basketball hoop, okay, which is important. Uh, Behind the basketball hoop was the woods, okay, and then it was flat. So behind the basketball hoop, flat area, about 10, 15 feet off the ground of the driveway, okay. Middle of winter, me and my brothers would go up there and we would throw snowballs at cars. Got it. You would do stuff like this probably. We used to put rocks in the snowballs. Well, well, that's another story for the dirt bomb wars we used to have. <laughs> dirt bombs? And then you run out of dirt bombs, and then you're like, ah, a rock or two can't hurt. <laughs> what the fuck's a dirt and bomb? And then you would throw one of these rocks that were supposed to be dirt bombs. D- dirt bombs are just cl- you know clunks of dirt, and you would have like fights with it. And the rule was, make sure there's no rocks in it. But then you would run out of dirt bombs, and you're like, ah, a rock or two can't hurt anybody until someone gets hit in the head, and they're screaming bloody murder. Right. And then it was the end of uh, the war games. But, um, so we're up on the- You're literally Joe Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I grew up so poor. You have no
2: idea. I mean, bro, I was poor, but I never had dirt fights. (laughs)
1: Literally.
3: (laughs) We had to make our own fun. I mean, imagine what, you're just in the backyard having a dirt fight. (laughs) In the woods. Our house was right up against these woods, but then we had this flat area. Now, we could see the cars coming. Was it your house or was it rented? No, my dad, this is the weird part. My dad bought a giant house for, I don't remember anymore, but like something like $20,000 a million years ago. And then, you know, business ran out, you know, uh, uh, dried up for him. And then we we, we just didn't have money, man. we stayed stay in that big house. Huh? We did stay in the big house, yeah uh because i paid for it well it wasn't worth yeah he paid cash for it and then he would start taking out mortgages on the house to 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 provide for the family so he just got in more and more and more debt and with me helping him like a motherfucker because i hit he still uh died penniless i was paying i was paying all his bills and giving him giving his uh spending money but he literally died with no money in the bank that's, and with incredible debt on the house, that thank God it didn't sign for. He wanted me to co-sign a, a, a loan on the house late in his life. Thank God he didn't do that. So what? They just came and took the house. Like yeah, though. pretty much. At this point, they finally took it. So uh, they tried to get me to pay for. It. I'm like, I ain't paying for this thing. Hell, fucking. Who no. tried to make you pay? You for should not have been giving my dad all these mortgages when he he couldn't show nothing f- for it as far as uh, paying paying uh, the note back. Oh, who? A stranger's nodding. He understands this world. Right. Yeah, he's in finance. You understand this world. He told me on the ferry he was in finance. Yeah. So anyway, so we're up on the the little hill area flat. We're throwing snowballs at cars. Right. You could see the cars uh, going past our house, and then that's when we would launch it. Right. And then you could see we would throw them pretty much over the house. And then they would hit. And what's right. why we hit a car and we would be celebrating our asses off laughing laughing like idiots. We're just kids. 12, 13 tops. Maybe 10 or 11. Uh, it was three of us. So it was probably 11, 12, 13. Where were the twins hiding in the, hiding in the snow? Their, a... their, their, their arms weren't developed enough to throw the snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> so we're laughing our asses off, right?
2: baby arms on the twins. <laughs> we're laughing our asses off. <laughs> We're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God, I'd love to. I would have loved to hang out with 13 year old Opie. Come down from the apple tree, Opie. We're going to talk about motors.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing our asses off. We hit a few cars. Next thing you know, out of nowhere is an adult oh, grown fucking man, and he is pissed. So I guess the story goes, it's one of the cars we hit. He pulls over down the road. The houses were spread out. uh, You know, they were at least an acre apart from each other. So he pulled over somewhere, snuck up into the woods and flanked us. From behind. Holy shit. And we turn around as we're trying to get another snowball or whatever the fuck. And there's this grown man beyond pissed and beats the shit out of all of us. Does he really? Yes. You guys didn't run? Uh, I'm I'm sure we tried, but then one of us is getting beat up, and we were always good that way. We were going to help each other out. But we had all the the winter clothes on, so, you know, we were taking hits. (laughs) He didn't (laughs) take hits. But he didn't hit us in the face because he he wanted to get away with it. So he gave us some some solid body shots, all of us, and now he takes off, and now we're just laying there (laughs) fucking crying, (laughs) (laughs) all (laughs) bruised up and groaning. And look... (laughs) I grew up in a strict household. I couldn't tell my mom. I could tell my dad anything, but he he pretty much took her lead. So we knew we couldn't tell anybody because we would be in more trouble. So I remember just kind of whimpering the rest of the day as we're dealing with, like, not broken ribs. But, he, was, he, like, hit but you de- good. he had decent body shots. Yeah. He's a grown-ass man.
2: Yeah, he was pissed. And he's- <laughs>
3: That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, while
2: the twins sit in cold water up in the bathroom (laughs) watching you have all this fun
3: (laughs) working on their (laughs) abs your brother's trying to suck his dick upstairs (laughs) oh
2: my god what a life opie that Uh, is a fucking life yeah
3: unbelievable You you got time for a couple more yeah let's do it all right Did you see about, uh, well, and more like current stuff, did you see uh about... the story about the man accused of dipping his testicles in the customer's <laughs> salsa? I did see it. I don't. Know. I didn't read the whole article because just the headline was just too perfect. I
2: didn't want to spoil I th- it. I think I got it here if you give me one second. Oh my God. What the fuck did... Let's see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you get
3: caught? Uh, God, read me the thing. Read it to me. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, it didn't hit the whole article. Uh, whatever. Okay. It picks up from here. Charges. So this guy got charges after appearing to dip his testicles into <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) a container of salsa that a customer had ordered online. Yes! See, we we use all the apps to get food delivered to our house because a lot of restaurants in Manhattan, they don't have delivery. Right. Uh, And actually, I think they're pointing it off onto all these other apps so they don't have to deal with paying people and stuff knowing (laughs) that you know, you'll just use an app. And a lot of people, when we say this, they're like, how, how are you trusting when they're bringing home your, uh, you know, your frozen sure. yogurt and stuff? I'm like, eh, you know, the convenience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you eating balls. <laughs> so the delivery driver allegedly recorded it. Oh, come on. My phone just tapped out. Hold on. Uh, recorded and posted a video online saying, this is what you get when you give an 89 cents tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Wow. So what? You, you put the tip uh, on the app, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. My wife uh, does most load. of that, so I don't oh, know. know.
2: Make sure. Oh, you got a front Oh, load. my God. I'm no. not that dumb. You might have Uber anxiety, just like with your Uber. You want, you're want, like watching a guy's car so you get another
1: star. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Uber stories. I love the Uber stories. <laughs>
3: I Uber fucked up anxiety. my wife's Uber rating. <laughs> because I'm a bit ornery <laughs> and so now like you would think I would get my own uber at this point but I still use hers but now I'm I'm, I'm trying to get that uh it, it went down to like three and a half she had a five. So I'm trying to get it back up to a five. So anything they tell me, I agree with. And they tell me crazy-ass shit as drivers. I'm like, yeah, man, I think it's a conspiracy, too. <laughs> yeah, of course we never landed on the goddamn boot.
1: <laughs> flat
3: Earth, yeah, you're <laughs> Flat as a motherfucker. <laughs> you're stupid to think that it's not flat. Oh, it's a nightmare because I have to agree with everything because I can't I can't be confrontational anymore in the Uber. It's just so frustrating to someone <laughs> like me. <laughs> All right, so news outlets report that the passenger, 31-year-old Howard Matthew Webb, was arrested last week and charged with uh, adulteration of food. What is that? Oh. Adulteration? That's how they explain dipping your testicles in the food?
2: I thought it would be. I, I would. I would think that would be. Wow, he got off easy. That, I thought he was going to him aggravated assault.
3: Oh really? Dinner delivered said. Uh, oh, dinner, dinner delivered, and
2: now he's <laughs> chiming <was driving> in. <laughs> huh? Poor, the poor nerds at the app trying to have respond to this guy fucking putting balls in his salsa.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like three Asian kids that from San Francisco. Oh. Dinner delivered said the food service has fired the driver and forwarded information about her to authorities as well. To, of her. That don't make sense. Dinner delivered, said the food service has fired the driver and forwarded information about her to authorities as well. About her? What it, it says dip the testicles. This day and age, though, you don't know. <laughs> so this guy identifies as a chick, but he's got giant fucking Jenners? <laughs> you see the headline? Yes. The headline, man accused of dipping testicles in customer salsa during delivery. was oh, probably a typo. Uh, Maybe it's a typo. Okay. And forward information, let's just say about him to authorities as well. Webb remains behind bars pending a March 12th hearing. Oh, he's in jail still. Wow. His arrest warrant says they picked up the food for delivery at a Mexican restaurant. The company issued a refund for the, what does it say? For the tainted food. Tainted love. Soft sell. (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) Hit it, Joey. <laughs> All right, guys.
1: <ail vanilla> <Imperial> <businessman> <shotgun Kritik> uh,
3: I, I don't like soft sell anymore because I got beat up in a fraternity house in Syracuse, but that's a story for another day. Fuck, you got so many fucking <mont conta> we stories. We didn't know the fucking secret handshake. Fuck. So you took a beating? <Tribe> well, we went to uh, what, what concert was it? Was that the police? We saw the police at the Syracuse. Um, um what's the dome over the syracuse uh syracuse dome it's called just the, the carrier dome thank you stranger fucking finance bro This guy went to john school. the stranger thank you so and we decided after the uh the concert to party we're young we're from geneseo we took a bus to syracuse and we're partying and then the bars closed and we're like Fuck, there's no buses back to geneseo at this point so we're like we're gonna we're gonna have to stay the night which we could deal with but we're like wait a minute let's go to the fraternity houses and maybe there's an after party. So th- there was an after party for a fraternity that we had in Geneseo. They had a chapter in Syracuse. But we were part of another fraternity that actually didn't get along with this uh, fraternity, right? Oh. But none of us were wearing colors. So we go into this fraternity after hours party. and We're hanging out like, hey, we're your brothers from Geneseo. And they're asking us kind of questions. And we're not doing the, the greatest job answering them. <laughs> but we're being kind of vague. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, uh, I remember Soft Cell playing in the in the in the the basement. Tainted Love. I remember that distinctly because that's about when they grabbed all of us. Because supposedly they, they, they got the bright idea to go for a secret handshake or something, and and one of the brothers I was with didn't do the secret handshake. So they're like, these guys are lying. They're not our brothers from Geneseo. They're just fucking strangers that are drinking our goddamn beer. That doesn't happen in America without a beating. Right. So then uh, as Tana Love's playing, I remember that's when I got grabbed, that we all got fucking... Manhandled out of the fraternity house, and and we took a couple shots that day. Oh, fuck couple, off. We, we, there was a bit of a fight, but not too much of a fight because we were outnumbered. And you were fresh out of losing your right, virginity so. to that back. <laughs> 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 so now we're now we're drunk <laughs> and tired. Some of us got hit a little harder than others. I mean, the fight thing is, I don't want to over-exaggerate. Right. They more or less manhandled this yeah, a couple random punches. Yeah, here. a little bit here and there. And then I remember as the sun's coming up, we're at the bus station waiting for the first bus out to go back to Geneseo. Just miserable. Because oh, now we're just tired and want to get home. Oh. And at this point, just extremely hungover. So. I can't believe your brother tried to suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say his name. Now I'm protecting him. (laughs) But I like his logic. I'm going with his logic. That's fucking. But my mom's first thought: screaming that he might be gay to my dad. I thought the same fucking thing. Nah,
2: he's not gay. Nah, you think he still tries to suck his dick? Because once you try once, you're gonna keep giving it a shot. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Imagine his wife comes home. What do you (laughs) do? (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to get one, not give one. <laughs> That's logic, bro.
3: Uh, all right, we're gonna end with one more. Go ahead. One, one good one. You know we love our uh, our robots. Oof. You know we love our robots, Carl. I love robots, bro. Do you uh, do you uh, follow Mashable on Twitter? I do. Uh, I really don't follow anybody on Twitter. Really? No. All
2: I all I. What's, let me, let me, I don't like Twitter. <laughs> Don't do that today. I know. <laughs> one per episode. when I say the last one? I like walking. <laughs> it took the wind right out of your
1: sails.
3: Mashable will scare the hell out of you. Mashable's crazy. Oh my god, there's a new one up on Mashable. What is it? This isn't the one I wanted to talk about, but it says a robot inspired by vines can grow twenty five thousand times its original size. That's the problem. It says, a robot inspired by vines. Look at this thing. I know it's a visual, but you could go to Mashable and check it out for yourself. This robot is like ivy, it says. Uh, A relentless mechanical plant. What are they doing? Don't do this. Which moves by growing. Oh, my God. For a mere 11 inches. Come on. To a 236-foot tentacle. It starts out as 11 inches and grows to 236 feet. We're fucked. And then uh, the video goes on and on. That's not the one I wanted to show you. We're we- actually building our own demise. Yeah, we're stupid because we think we could handle this. It we comes can. to a point, it's called singularity, where the machines are going to be uh, smarter than we could possibly be with our dumb brains, and we're fucked. Right. But we, we're... But we're we're so full of ourselves. We don't. Th- we think we can handle it, and it'll never get to that it's point. It's unbelievable. It's like that old saying: "War, war,
2: war, war, three is going to be fought with sticks and stones." Like we're fucked.
3: Yeah, but I can't find the other one. I guess you can look it up for yourself. I did write a little bit, a little bit of it down, and it's sort of similar to what I just talked about. There's a snake-like laser robot. Snake laser? Snake-like? Oh, here it is. I did find it. Okay, now look at this thing. And, and obviously, just go to the Mashable Twitter account to see it for yourself. But I want to show Carl this uh, cold on, on the podcast, even though it's a visual. Look at this. This is what we're building, this robot. That's a robot? That's a, this snake-like robot is here to save the day. That, see, it's always about by destroying ominous objects with its laser. That thing has a laser. It's cutting through steel? Uh, laser Snake 2 is an elongated robot built to enter hazardous areas like nuclear facilities. Or our house. And just, dis- thank you! <laughs> and dismantle structures using its uh, strong laser. We're fucked. You saw that, right? It'll
2: like come right in your room.
3: Right. Yeah, it's always for...
2: Imagine I think gets a hold of the twins.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Red alert! Red alert! Red alert! Lost
2: the twins! Red alert! (laughs) We're going green Chinese. We lost two more mouths.
3: One of the twins is trying to blow himself. Red alert! Red alert! (laughs) He goes in the bathroom and pew 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 pew. Your your brother had a laser fucking snake. Red alert! (laughs) <laughs> yeah but that's how it starts like it's always for no because you know nuclear power plants and stuff goes wrong and we can't send humans in there so let's build a laser robot and the robot could go in there and then with the laser it could take care of the problem and then fast forward like you just said these motherfuckers are, are coming into our apartments and houses. Singularity
2: is a real thing and it's going to happen.
3: Of course it's going to happen so look that up on Mashable. So
2: the, we, I, and we probably did this once before that's how we ended up on Earth in the first place. Oh yeah, I believe that. We probably were running from robots. We we're from
3: space. Yeah, I, I we're not supposed to be on this planet. No. This planet wasn't ready for humans yet. No, as far as evolution goes, and we okay. sped that along quickly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, we're at a point where we're throwing city bikes in the <laughs> River. <laughs> all the way back. Bring it all the way back is one of the best things ever. All the animals are trying to get along with each other. I know they're always searching for food, but there's an understanding like I'm going to have to eat you and yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to eat that other shit and then that, you know, but they get it to a point, but they, they pretty much live in harmony and here yeah. comes the humans throwing city bikes in the Hudson River. <laughs> you you have to go out of your way to throw a fucking bike in the river. I know. <laughs> uh, John, it was a pleasure doing the podcast in front of you. be <laughs> here. <laughs> For real? Who, How you doing? What's your deal? Uh, I'm a guy who met Carl on a boat, and that's, and, uh, and, and, and that's we, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, and, Carl, he's, and Carl goes, fuck it, come on by. Yeah, literally, like we're sitting on the ferry. Well, he, he introduces me. me to you like you guys have known each other for years. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That was to get me up
3: here. Right. But you recognize <laughs> him and said... Uh, I walked up to him and
2: said, hey, you're the Cuban. He's like, yeah, I'm a Cuban. Right. <laughs> and then he showed me videos of a uh, girl blowing him on his phone. And That's an
3: icebreaker. And that's the video... That's make friends, you know? And that's the video we described on the last episode. Episode. <laughs> you showed him that video right off the... I- I had to wait a year before you sent me videos like that.
2: You <laughs> <He> seem trustworthy. You <laughs> seem trustworthy. Yeah, what the hell? I got some. He's got $400 you.
3: shoes. Yeah, you want to see blowjob videos? <laughs> like I said in the last episode, I threw my phone because I announced to my family, oh, Carl's in Miami. Sent me a video. <laughs> he thinks it's going to be a food hey, network video. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. He must be wanting to show us a cool ice cream shop in Miami. <laughs> I pushed play in the thing went, ah! And I threw my phone praying that the thing would, like, break.
2: Oh, my God, that's so fucking... Anyway,
3: funny. all right. Well, nice to meet you, John. I think we ran out of things to talk about, we Carl. Had, this, we had fun. This man. was a good one, the man. A fast one. We fucking blew through this. Yeah, one. we did. It's weird when you prepare
2: stuff for a Yo, show. man, that was great, that little... Sh- <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to bring out that little journal again with the pictures in it. <laughs> I'll
3: tell you the tampon story next time. Yeah. And I'll tell you about Greg Brady's uh, leftovers next time. Perfect. So we need right.
2: to talk. We can't talk about everything all at once.
3: And uh, I'll talk about Quentin Tarantino uh, inviting me over to his uh, house for movie night. Did, Did you ever go? Well, that's a great story for another right. day. We'll go. All right. And then by
2: by by this time next week, I should. Yeah. I should be able to re-encounter, reconnect with the girl I lost my virginity. Oh with. So wow! I have a follow up story. And, and what is
3: she single and she just searched out or she
2: sent me out. She goes. Uh, she sent me a. She sent me a DM. Yeah. She said, oh, I just saw you on TV, you know? I was like, hey. Right. How are you? And then before I got really, I went on her Instagram and made sure she was still hot. Right. You know, so I, I mean, I don't want to fucking reconnect with fucking right. garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better to just kind of leave those. And, uh, and yeah. then she sent me, a, uh, then I sent her my number. Yeah. And then she texted me right away. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, I don't want to feel like one of your groupies, but, you know, I'd like to go out to dinner. I said, honey. You're number one. We go wherever you want, whenever you want. She's good like, for Perfect. you. Oh, I can't
3: wait to hear the story That's when gonna
2: you reconnect. Good. Very good. Now me right. ask you a question. She, she's yeah. black. Yeah. Do you think she? Because oh fuck, it's hard. To, I don't know how to expl- explain this. Is it is it is it cheesy if I take her like to go eat soul food? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you got to start off slow and take a Red Lobster. <laughs> That's soul food. <laughs> wow, man. What happened to Red Lobster? I used to love there. I had no oh, money. Well, oh. You realize you grew up black. <laughs> oh, yeah. You red have Lobster the sa- was you have my the same, go-to. You have the same stories we have. Man. Until I realized that small shrimps suck.
2: Oh, God. Right? No, small shrimp are delicious. The shrimp and lobster sucks. Yeah. That's a Chinese shit eating lobster.
3: <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the girl that I took to Red Lobster that uh, had bulimia? No, Marie had bulimia. Wait, which one's bulimia? When no, she was up. at a, yeah, to keep to stay thin, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You want that one real fast, and then we could get out of here. My ex-wife used to have. She used to throw up
2: after food. When I found that out, purposely. When I found that out, I put an end to all the fancy restaurants. I'm
3: <laughs> but she looked. You know, she didn't look like she had that. But I guess uh, maybe they hide that shit I don't know their whole family had it This one this one you knew she had it she was on the thin side she had the yellow teeth Beautiful uh no we were we were kids I was 19 20 years old making no money and I, and I, I fell for her and she lived uh Wait a second She lived outside Syracuse She's the one with the fucking dorsal fin no, no, that was more or less one or done. She just wanted, and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's time. And we, you know, she lived in my dorm. We were, we were cool after that, but uh, we went our own ways, more or less. So you didn't have sex in high school? No. Fucking loser. <laughs> I wasn't, my curfew was like 11. You can't get late at, the, from, from three in the afternoon to 11, you couldn't stick mm-hmm. it in? I mean, I'm sure that part of it is my, my problem, I guess, but in general, it, it, she, my mom didn't make it easy. We didn't. We weren't allowed to have cars. I wonder if your brother's trying to suck his own <laughs> dick. <laughs> my my first real car I got in college. My dad allowed me to drive the uh, Dodge Aspen wagon with the the wire the with the wire, the with the wire, wire in the, wire the back in the seat chest. because we didn't have seatbelts that we had to kind of crawl under. In case we did get in an accident, well, the, no, the, but the wire was used to keep the doors closed. Remember? <laughs> yes, because okay, we had to climb in, We had to climb in the window. So, t- tell me, what girls gonna <laughs> want that? <laughs> you had a hard one. There yeah. was a lot of obstacles in the way, but you are right. Maybe you know, maybe I could have got something done, but I, I simply didn't, man. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I fell for this girl. Um, I was uh, probably somewhere around a junior in college, and she was about a year or two younger. And I was dri- she needed a ride home for the holiday, like uh, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'll make this yeah. fast. So she lived in Syracuse. I'm like, hey man, you know, let's. I'll I could drive you home, okay. and let, and we'll we'll get a nice dinner on the way. So I go to Red Lobster. I have no money, Carl. I'm in college. I'm a poor college student. Red Lobster. I'm splurging. Right for real. Every dollar I'm spending in Red Lobster. I'm like. This is going to hurt, but it's worth it. I like her. Maybe we could develop this more. She right. was a bit on the thin side, but I'm like, ah, eh, you know, she'll gain a little weight as college the college years go on. Right? She was beautiful, too. So we have a big red lobster meal, and I I was too naive to understand any of this stuff, but she comes back from the bathroom with the watery eyes. Oh, she was And it was off. very obvious that right after we had this feast, mm-hmm. she went to the bathroom and got rid of it and i was like what the hell you can save so much money and that kind of wrecked it actually i i i, you I could knew see that wrecking it yeah i knew it wasn't right i'm like ah, i can't I, i'm too young to be dealing with this yeah. shit so all right any any plugs uh, carl ruiz Carl ruiz follow me on instagram subor chef and that's it and go fuck
2: yourself pod squad
3: <laughs> <laughs> carl's instagram game is strong oh, it's fun. Sabor chef uh, we got a Facebook group now called Opie Radio Podcast. Some cool people in there. And... I can't get into my Facebook. I don't know my password. Oh, really? <laughs> right, we got to get you in there. Everyone's asking about you. Yeah, I'd go in there. It's, like a, it. it's a good, uh, a good little group. So it's nice. Uh, all right, I guess uh, there's only one thing to say. Does Does John know what to say? He says he loves the podcast. I'm behind. He says <laughs> I'm behind. What? He's full of shit. I don't
1: think John's ever heard of You've never heard our
3: podcast. <laughs> Joey, wrap this fucking fraud up. I'm behind. I'm still listening to WNEW. <laughs> oh, Joey, yeah. yeah. Wrap it up, yeah. Joey. This thing sucked.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> John's exposed, you fraud. Hey, by the way, we have a bonus for you right now. WGN Radio in Chicago interviewed our chef while he was in Miami. So here's a special Opie Radio bonus with host Dane Neal and Carl Ruiz. He don't need no reason to go Ruiz-in. He goes Ruizin'
4: And here, one of the brightest stars in the, in the food universe is with us, the, the man behind the, the cult of Ruizing and, of course, restaurateur, Guy's Grocery Games champion, so a food champion, uh, recognized culinary star in his own right, the one and only Mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz. Welcome to WGN.
2: How you doing? Good morning or afternoon. I don't know what day it is.
4: That's the way you do it. Like the first day, a step one of, uh, of the Carl Ruiz lifestyle is you take the calendars, you can, any semblance of, of time management, and you throw them right out.
2: You have to go. You, you, what you have to do is you have to establish a home base so there's a 24-hour bar here. It's the oldest bar in South Beach, and it's called the Deuces.
4: First off, for the listeners that are not aware of this, in a place where you think of music, you think of where like salsa, you think of like Art Deco. Deuces is like straight out of Roadhouse without Patrick Swayze right. playing off the side. It's like Sam Elliott at the door. It is like a biker bar, right?
2: I I, I get there. I give the guy a hundred dollars. I said, "Can you play Wailing Jennings for an hour?" He goes, "It's going to be two hours because we're already playing Wailing Jennings." <laughs> You know you're in your element. So I get there. I get there at about 2 in the afternoon. So I post on social media, hey, I'm going to be at Deuces. Everybody knows, no matter when they get there, I'll be there almost as their ambassador. That's the first thing we do when we get to Sobe. What they wine is everyone checks in with me at the Deuces. Some people talk about it. Some people don't. But everybody comes by.
4: Oh, my gosh. Sort of like that resident. Like, you know that when you come to the place... In Vegas, like Siegfried and Roy will be there.
2: Right, and and what I do is I facilitate a lot of things. Where the parties are going to be, where the real parties are going to be, where your ex-girlfriend is so you don't go. I mean, it's a lot of legwork that comes. I'm almost like an advanced um, secret service team.
4: I think a special ops concierge.
2: Yeah, I'm a special ops concierge. You have to understand, I get here on
4: Tuesday. So I've been here since Tuesday. and all the ex-girlfriends, I getting know, everything ready. I, yeah,
2: <laughs> i like, say, hey, chef, what's going on, man? Congratulations on your new restaurant. I had that lobster risotto and... Tracy's at the bar
4: <laughs> thanks Carl. those words are said all the time you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: thanks Cuban <laughs> you know and we and I get it done and I'm a liaison with the there's a lot of restaurants out here off the beach that are really doing uh, awesome stuff in Wynwood and Cayocho uh, South Beach is known as you know the epicenter of fun but all these people that work in these hotels they they live in the outskirts of Miami and that's where the real fun food is so I have little trips you know, if I'm sober enough, we'll go somewhere.
4: You are kind of like the visitor and tourism bureau for the culinary scene here. And, and it's one of those things because you get it. And a lot of the, you know, food stars, people from Food Network or, or celebrity chefs come down there. They love to commiserate with their friends. They don't yeah. get to see all the time. You see them on TV. You don't get to see them in person. Are you doing that? Like, even with them saying, like, hey, we all know there's great places along the strip here. But there's great places in and around to go and see, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, they'll come up to me and say, you know, I, I, I want to try the best Fried banana. And I says, I know a place. And then we'll all go. You know, the Food Network, BMW sponsored this year. So we have these cool little beamers that we drive around in. Mine has a cooler in it. With you know, It's
4: ba- like back from Exhibit. You know, with Pimp <laughs> My Ride, it's like Carl needs a cooler. Carl needs, you know, of course, a stereo system, a t-shirt dispensary. And,
2: and you have to know how to do it. So, you know, the first thing that you do is when you get down here, this is I'm inside baseball. But, you know, what the smart chefs do is, you know, when you get your car, you get a driver. And, those, and that driver with you the whole time. So, say you roll with Guy. It's not one car. You're talking four cars. It's like that movie Clear and Present Danger. It's like where a it, motorcade. It's a motorcade. So, it's a it's a mo- Flavor Town motorcade. We call it. So at
4: this point, for me, my stature within kind of the Santa Rosa Syndicate would be I'd be running alongside one of the cars as it travels slowly.
2: Well, yeah, they'd have like a little bar outside. You'd be those Secret Service that just hold on to the side of the car. That's it. That's it. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny, Dan.
4: <laughs> so you made me that. Well, here's the thing, as as kind of my mentor on the social media side and certainly my t-shirt spirit animal, as you take a little bit of the brand that's there, are you surprised at how many people, because you're just doing what you do, in fact, and you say that all the time, is that you do what you want, that how many other people that you've kind of tapped into what a lot of people, they love not only what it is that you're doing, but how you're doing it and kind of loving taking that journey with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, like when I'm down here, like yesterday, Pat Martin needed a hand. You know, he's got Hugh Babies and he calls me up and he's like, where are you? I'm like I'm at the Deuce. He says um, <laughs> I'm gonna come see you. So not now. All of a sudden, it goes from Alex to Shelley being there, Mark Murphy being there, Mikey White, all the New York guys, all the killers. Now also you get Pat Martin, Billy Durney, Chris Lilly, Tank, the guy that grows the best pigs in the world in in, uh, in the Carolinas. And now we're talking barbecue. And now and and so it was awesome to see you know. Iron chefs talking to you know iron pit masters. I mean Chris Lilly, Pat Mar- I mean you're talking about these. This is these are the standard bearers of quality in yeah. barbecue. The,
4: the barbecue event is amazing. Obviously got a, an affinity and a love for barbecue. You're kind of relationship with food travels the whole gamut whether it's fine dining in new york whether it's barbecue at a beach here whether it's your new restaurant la cabana that is uh imminent right you know there's a lot of work and it's more important to get it done the way that you want it done but it's it's a lot goes into opening a restaurant
2: Oh, a lot like uh i was down here and i get an alert you know on my banking thing that they just took out the first month's rent 64,750 dollars god bless new york city it's a lot
4: of plantains carl so but so, you it's all the plantains <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's it, no plantains left think about with the vision here it is too is because you travel obviously with, with guy he comes back with all those tales from diners drive-ins and dimes all over the place and, and you've traveled all the places you know the barbecue stuff and and cities all around from a, a bunch of these festivals right. you know the wheelhouse you know Cuban food and obviously the background but what kind of things are you going to build into it that's going to kind of tap into all of your experiences
2: so so the first thing that I want to do is, is uh, being in the restaurant business for 24 years now people are looking for authenticity more than than the chef's interpretation of dishes right so this Cuban restaurant I'm going to make the most traditional ropa vieja I can pickling some tomatoes stewing the you know there was a lot there's a lot of things that go to it my my grandmother was a caterer in Havana and her first job is my grandfather would catch kingfish and then she would pickle it and sell it on a cart in havana and her biggest customers were the jewish mafia they would come down from out of the hotels and buy her jars and they finally got a job in the casinos. So I've been in, or I've been corrupt probably for three generations. <laughs> well,
4: I think it's a testament to what you're doing that you can attract people who know what it is that they want and are used to, to having it. Think about this too: the, the other things that you have the ability to do. Obviously, a, a great fan base out there. Obviously, the, the platforms of some of the the things that you do on the media side, and also and lots of lots of friends. And and for those listeners that may know, you're a big part of the OP Radio broadcast so that you guys that podcast you do. Yep. It's absolutely 100 percent outstanding. Are you're going to do maybe different events, maybe bring in some, some chef friends to do some stuff at the restaurant, maybe do a podcast live from there. You're going to use it that way.
2: What we're going to do, what I'm going to have in the restaurant, is we're going to have a chef series where they come in freestyle. See, when, when, it, when you want a chef to come cook at your restaurant, you, you need to support him, right? He's got a busy schedule. So, a lot of reasons why chefs don't go to other people's restaurants is because they're stuck in your kitchen prepping. They don't know your kitchen, they don't know anything. So, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, like Mark Murphy, send me a recipe. And then come and we'll, be, we'll have it ready for you. That way we can drink and hang out. Because that's all people really want to do.
1: <laughs> let's be serious.
2: I mean, we're, we're roasting pigs here. We're not, you know, I, I think the problem with the culinary world is, the high-end culinary world, is they, they take themselves too seriously. They really do. At the end of the day, you're cooking food. I, I took my new sous chef. I just hired him. And I said, all right, let's go to lunch. And I take him to Wendy's. And, you know, he's not got... Waiting.
4: Rick Tremonto from True all started at Wendy's. Just so everybody knows.
2: Elliot Moss, one of the best barbecue guys in the Carolinas. He started at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, um, except Sam Jones. Sam Jones was wombed by, by a super pig somewhere in the sky. <laughs> he comes from He's royalty. He comes from generations of whole hoggers. But we're in at Wendy's. And I'm, I'm dipping my french fries in the Frosty and everything. And he's like, chef, why are we here? Why are we eating this? And I said to him, I said, listen to me, kid. I said, our customers eat this three times a week. I brought you here so that you can understand what the average person's salt and flavor intake is. If our food doesn't match this pow, we're dead in the water. And that's what a lot of high-end chefs don't understand is they don't understand the everyday flavor profile of things.
4: It's neat that you did it here in one of those teachable moments too. You didn't just tell him that or just say right. him that. You did it sort of Mr. Miyagi style, right? You, right? you kind of showed him through through kind of the examples what it is. Man, I love those frosties with the with the fries. I mean, I grew up on some of that stuff. Right. And those companies have scientists,
2: you know that 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 really look for and it, they call it the um, the pleasure index yeah. internally. I mean, I know the executive chef from McDonald's and all these guys, I and mean, they're my friends. They Ruiz, <laughs> yeah. but you know we all hang out and. They're constantly pushing the envelope on your on your flavored salt intake. That's their business. You know, that's their business to make craveable food. And I told the chef, I said, hey, hey tough guy, if, if our stuff isn't as good as a Wendy's
4: Baconator, we're going to be we're, in trouble. We're in trouble. Well, there's no trouble here. Nobody gets in trouble because it's all about fun and, uh, and, and a lot of amazing experience here. It could be some of the, the kids cooking. I'm going to be over with uh, Robert Irvine at the kids cooking stage in maybe about a half an hour doing some of that. You've got the barbecue side of things. You've got the nightlife side of things. You've got That's some... Of, side, this, I
2: control
3: that.
4: It's just like the five families. Everyone's got uh, sort of their turf. You got some of the unique experiences. Talk a little bit about as, as having been at a bunch of these places. As far as these food festivals, they're all, they all have some similarities, but some things that make them unique. What makes South Beach special? South
2: Beach is uh, the best one out of all of them. South Beach, everyone comes. Everyone wants to come here. All the chefs want to come here. We're all in the same hotel. So it's like a giant sleepover. This is where yeah. careers are made and lost at these tables. I mean, I've been part of maybe seven multi-million dollar meetings, you know, with chefs, with, with uh, branding companies. There's so much stuff going on here right under the surface yeah. that's incredible. I mean, uh, I'm sitting there, I'm having lunch, you know, $600 lunch with the guys from Tabasco. And I mean, it's awesome. I and, mean, you know, I mean, it's not for me, not yet. But I'm sitting there, and I keep, like, every time there's a break in the negotiations, I'm like, you got some of those, like, uh, keychains with the sauce? Or would you
4: have a t-shirt? They're like, who is this guy? (laughs) <laughs> Why does he keep drinking daiquiris? <laughs> well, here's the thing. In the Midwest and here, you know, in Chicago, WGN, let the listeners know, we're talking with the one and only Carl Ruiz, the, the mad Cuban Here is People talk about Midwest and people, sensibilities, just warm, friendly, inviting people. But, but you have, you know, hand knowledge, obviously, experiencing it, that there are some very warm and inviting people right here in Miami.
2: Oh, okay. it, Miami's the best, and it's my people. My mom is here, and you know, she still doesn't know I'm on the Food Network. She thinks I'm still on the Weather Channel. She's like, I don't know what you're doing on the Weather Channel. I go, Ma, Food Network, not Weather Channel.
4: Get it right. I watched all day, all the all the hurricane, and I didn't see it. She's like, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you never liked weather when you were a kid, <laughs> but... The
2: people here—it's Latin, right? So it's—they bring it down a notch. Everybody calls you in Spanish, "Mommy, honey, this and that," and it's fun. And the music—you could hear, like, look—we're standing right here. You can hear the music and the and the waterfalls and and the people are just—I mean, listen—I come from New Jersey. There's a different caliber of beautiful here. I mean, even the bus boys are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you're a model. She's like, I'm your valet, Carl. I'm like. Okay, <laughs> uh, I mean it's just incredible, and so little clothing. I mean, one one clothing store in Chicago can can clothe everyone on this oh beach. It's God. un. I've seen one T-shirt that can cover twelve people.
4: It's all about conservation, Carl. They're yes. trying to save Go the
2: green. It's the green deal, the new deal. Save <laughs> the plastic.
4: Save the planet. One one thong at a time. Beautiful beaches. Beautiful. Meals and so much diversity when it comes to the things that you can do here at South Beach. There's all sorts of food from five-star fine dining all the way to, I think you can get an Orange Julius at the food court. All of those things here. Carl, for those people who want to follow your adventures on social media, and they are exciting to the thrill ride people, I recommend you do it. Where can they go?
2: Follow me on Instagram. Instagram's probably the best place. Sabor Chef. If you have a, if you have a question or you, you want to fight with a, with a, with a chef, for a little while, I'll I'll fight with you. No, nope, at any day on social media. Don't
4: ask the champ I'm about delivered. knockouts. <laughs> you like that? So that's
2: yeah, Chef from Butter. Oh, so God. they won last year. So you know I best because he wants. So I call him champ. So we're like every time I see him, I'm like, "You got to buy the champ a drink." So <laughs> he's like, "You're a champ too." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, champ, let's go." Oh. It's the best. But great, great chef, and um, and that's saying we're all here. It's all, it's awesome just to see everybody outside of their restaurants, especially. You. Like, Chicago chefs and New York chefs, like, we live in misery. And then just to be out here with the palm trees, and we get to wear shorts. and
4: You know, you said it, though, too, and here's what it is, and we've had a bunch of them echo that same sentiment you see these people on television and you love their shows you love what they do this is an opportunity to get down see them outside of that element and kind of get the backstory there's a lot of access you can say hi to all your friends all your winners all your champs and of course carl ruiz so carl thanks so much for for everything you're doing providing and up in the the amperage level on the entertainment side here at south beach and thanks for jumping on the show today
2: i love you guys and you know Dane, i'm a big fan and you're kicking ass
0: so there you have it, our chef star on the rise. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Visit OPRadio.com and get a cool ruiz hat. Or a love you, miss you t-shirt. Do what Greg says and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or Amazon. And listen on Spotify. Links in the description of this episode. Real quick, what do you got? This is CJ from Canoga Park, California. I just want to say the last like, few interviews that Opie has done has been amazing. I love the energy. I love the questions. I love, like, the way he is carrying himself now that he is out of the chains that he was once in. I love it. Keep doing more interviews. They're better than, you know, who. We, We shouldn't say his name. Anyways, Much love to you. Much love to you, Joey Salvia. I used to smoke Salvia. Anyway, love you guys. We love you, too. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the call. Great call. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, I don't smoke myself. I'm Joey Salvia for the Westwood One Podcast Network's OP Radio. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.